250 down, 250 to go. Welcome to the Completely Unnecessary Podcast for Tuesday, February 16th, 2021. Alongside Eden Ferguson. I am Pat Contry. We got a fun podcast for you today. It's going to be it's going to be a time. It's going to be a happening, as they would have said in the 60s and 70s. On the show today, we'll be talking about a real shindig. Yes. Pigs, pigs playing video games. Always fun. Uh, N64 games on PS5 and PS4. Mm-hmm. S- scalpers are upset with their with their PR, with their image. A Patreon poll topic, Q and A maybe, and uh, maybe voicemails. Ian, how was how was your weekend? What did you do this weekend? It was good. I uh, good. A, my life is good. On a, on a whim, I uh, it wasn't really on a whim. I had you lie already. Yeah, I lied already. Uh, I, I I bought Super Mario 3D World uh, for the Switch. The updated one? Yeah, with Bowser's Fury. Um, I didn't play the Bowser's Fury oh, part yet. Yeah, that was good. That was <laughs> really fucking reaching. Um, <laughs> uh, I haven't played that the second one in a while. Wow. It's uh, in going back through it again. I I really do think it's one of the best Mario games. It's great. I and played it. So many people haven't played it um, because it was stuck on the wii u so i'm really happy that one finally got ported <laughs> we, we, we mentioned we talked about the vu like it was the vectrex nowadays the wii u, it was yeah. just stuck on it, it. stuck on the wii u we, it was stuck there it was it's a really but it's a really straightforward game i it's a lot of fun it looks nice i uh yeah i really enjoy it and i hope more people play it and realize how how great it is um other than that i uh made pot stickers yesterday those were good when i think of pot stickers did everyone watch weird the Weird Science TV show in the in the early mid nineties? No. It was a decent show. It was not by two three years. It had um God, what was what was her name? Vanessa Angel. She used to be like one of the hottest women ever. I think she was Australian. I don't know what she did after that. She played uh, the the character of whatever the genie slash weird science whatever creation yeah. there. Um, so whenever I hear the word pot stickers, there's a I don't I don't remember much from the series. Okay, <laughs> but, but, but I don't. But I do remember that there was an episode where they, every episode is centered upon a wish that they had is granted. Yeah. So one and one they wanted to be rock stars. Um, so she makes them rock stars. They're in a, the, the band, the three of them, and so they have a great single. And after that, they have to come up with an album, and they can't think of one. And they're on the couch, like we can't think of songs. And the one guy who who plays the Anthony Michael Hall character, the actor, he's like, we could do anything. And they're eating Chinese food, and he makes up a song on the spot. And he goes, pot stickers, pot stickers, mushu pork. So whenever I hear pot stickers, I will remember that exact tune from that one episode I remember. And I don't know why. Because I don't think about that show often besides Vanessa Angel. Look up Vanessa Angel if you have never heard of her. And um, she's no Meredith Baxter Bernie, but she's close. I, I, um, don't, I don't know where the Meredith Baxter Bernie thing comes from. I think you're thinking of that time that I looked up. Uh, Meredith Baxter Bernie. Well, I, no, 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 no. Um, <laughs> You did. Phoebe Cates. Oh. No, once at the time you said you were looking at Meredith Baxter Bernie, specifically. Anyway. I'm sorry, sure I Ian. she looks like. So, pot stickers. Go. Yeah. Oh, they were delicious. Okay, great. Yeah. So, that was my weekend. Cooking, played games. It was a good time. 
I uh, I finished off playing Rogue Squadron. I, th- I started on the weekend. I finished it off on the N64. I uh, had a great time. I, was, I, I like to talking with Ian. It's like our book club. What N64 game is Pat playing this week? Mm-hmm. I never played through it before. And it was a really good game. Really good. Yeah. It's a fun one. That's one that I've played. I haven't played it in a long time, but I really enjoyed it. I just remember it being very challenging. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's challenging. Oh, definitely. There's there's a volcano level where they throw you in a volcano, and you have to take out these little, um, I guess, little shield generator devices. There's like 10 of them. But there's all these missile silos all around. And, um, you're, like, the ships that are with you help a little bit, like, like the bare minimum, but not much. But but the missile silos don't really target them as much as they target you. Right. So you'll hear the missiles being locked onto, like, like, like 10 in a row. And you're in your crappy, slow, not crappy, but it's slow, the Y-wing. So you're like, oh, great. And so you got to be really careful with it. But there's, it, there's a lot in that game. I'm going to write the actual review probably tomorrow. Um, and uh, no, I was impressed with it. I was I was impressed with with the production values. The voice acting is really good. The guy kind of sounds like Mark Hamill who plays Luke. Spoilers: you play as Luke. Not really spoilers. Yeah, you, but he kind of sounds like him. If you like tilt your head, you're like oh, it kind of sounds like bad. Mark Hamill. Yeah, close enough. The, better than the Wedge guy. The guy doesn't really sound like Wedge. Who plays Wedge in it? And um, no, it's fantastic. You don't you don't you don't play as the B wing though. It's the one that's the one wing you don't play as. They put the V wing in there. I don't know where the V wing comes from. It wasn't in the original trilogy, so I, I don't know. They put they stuck that one in there, I, and the snow speeder and the A and, and the Y wing. We're going from Vanessa Angel to V wing on the Google search. It's it's like a it's more it's not it's oh okay yeah yeah now I remember the V wing. I don't know I don't know where they came up. I, with that. I'm trying to remember. I, I'm like I've se- I shouldn't say I remember it. I don't know what the fuck it comes from. I just I remember seeing it. Sure. Yeah, at this point, it's the Alpha Nimbus class V wing starfighter on Wikipedia.com. Uh, yeah, I don't know where that first uh, was seen. Uh, first, first deployed in the final days of the Republic. There you go. So not in the trilogy. Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. So it doesn't even show up in movies. Don't you, it doesn't even show up in movies until after this game is. It released. doesn't show up in the movies that take place uh, after <laughs> they should have. So like they ignored that they had it in the original trilogy, which takes place after Revenge of the Sith. Sorry, uh, I did that, and then I had a casualty uh, happen. Uh, I was I was sitting here, um, I believe it was yesterday or Sunday, and there was a high pitched whine going. I was like, eee! like I was like, was my headphones? Is it my computer? I like reset my computer just in case. Uh, booted up. I looked outside. I looked all around. Like, what's happening? Is it like is, is it a weird electrical problem? And then I finally focused in. When you hear like a high pitched whine, it's hard to zero in hearing. Sure. But I finally zeroed in, and it was my rest in peace piece swap meet surge protector. The old uh, Ace. Um, audible alarm. So I had this stalwart surge protector for probably 10 years. I probably bought it for $4 at the swap meet. You can never have too many surge protectors because I run out of them. It's true. I own about 12. I, sh- I should have 20 of them. And uh, yeah, it went finally. And it's like burnt out by the switch. You see that? Yeah. It's- so the the little mini heater, I'm still without heat uh, at Castle Country, my furnace. The heater was plugged into it. But the heat was coming in the opposite direction. So I don't think that did that. I think it just went, finally. Yeah, no, they just go. It just went. It did its job. It protected against the surge. Sleep well, my dear. Yep, sleep well. A surge protector. Sleep well. And then I, I struck out on Netflix the past weekend. I mean, really struck out. We, we, we've, been, we've been having luck with uh, Richard Ramirez, a uh, nice stalker. And then I just, I just watched uh, before that 
uh, what was the one I just watched a week ago that I told you about? Oh, Narcos, Mexico, and Narcos were fantastic. Yeah, you watched that. I watched a couple of the true crime ones. There was some good stuff on there. Well, but but the this uh, this Cecil Hotel one was not good. The disappearance of Elisa Lam. Um, Elisa Lam, if you don't remember, was the Chinese uh, Canadian uh, tourist that went missing for like two weeks in L.A. in a in a creepy older hotel in Skid Row, and it made it made the worldwide news because it went viral with a video of her from the everyone's seen the, the it's like oh it's a ghost haunting this woman in the elevator right everyone's seen that video it was like yeah. 2013 about 12 13 so it went viral it's on YouTube probably has like a hundred million views this video. So it, it looks into the disappearance of her. But it focuses. It's a four-parter. There all have to be four parts. It, it focuses on the fucking creepy web sleuths that uh, interloped and, and stuck their nose into the whole thing and, and try to... They went to the hotel. Um, they, they ruined one guy... Try to ruin one guy's life. This, uh, this sort of like goth, like heavy metal rock star who was into like... Um, themes of like murder and violence, but only in his music. And they said, "Oh, we found out you stayed at the hotel like a year before this happened." They tr- and they try to ruin this guy's life. So it's like these fuck, and then and they talk to a couple that one was a normal, one guy was a fucking creep. Uh, that I'll get into a little bit, but basically this was a non-story. Like this, they could have told this story about Elisa Lam in two parts, not four. They oh. stretch. I mean. Stretch it out. One of the reasons I've avoided it so far is I can't. You you, you can't. They they, they weren't going to just magic up an answer. That story is a one parter. It's a one parter. It's it's a mysterious Uh, story, but there's there's. I I, I just don't think there's a whole lot you can. But get out of that. But they're disingenuous in their presentation, which you should not do in a documentary. Because a big thing about this. Okay, this is what happened to to it. These aren't spoilers. Uh, they found her. They found her dead, floating in the water tank on top of the hotel. Yeah. Um, about it was, like, it was like 19 days later, they found her. They didn't know what happened. They had her on a security camera in the in the for like two minutes in the, in the elevator. And then she walks away, and no one saw her after that. So she she probably she climbed outside. She, the window was open. She opened the window, went up one stair one stair of 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 a ladder up to the roof. Another ladder up to the water tank. There was a hatch. She went in the hatch, and that was it. She yeah. couldn't get out after that. Um, so they presented Ian like, well, uh, whenever when they found her and the cops found her, the lid was on. So how did she climb in and put this 20-pound lid back on? That's impossible. That didn't happen, though. And they don't tell you that till the fourth fucking episode. The maintenance man, the maintenance man, the janitor, when he found her, the lid was off. So once you hear that, it's like, well, she just climbed she in. Just climbed in. Because she was story, li- because she was literally off her meds. She was bipolar and she yeah. was off her meds. She had a psychotic episode and she thought people were out to harm her. And they even said they didn't feature any of her family. But then her family they said, Oh yeah, we talked to the family. The, they talked to the cops who like investigated and it's like, Yeah, we talked to the family. She said well, she would have episodes like that, like where she was delusional. So it's like you can you can tell the police were holding back wanting to like strangle some of these fucking internet detectives that think who the fuck they are. Oh, sure. And and it's like, no, it was kind of open and shut. There was a couple of things that went, and it, there was a th- couple of things that were a mistake. Like the one cop mistakenly said, "Oh yeah, the lid was on when he should have said off," and there was like a cross out on like the autopsy report. They took these things, these internet sleuths, and ran with it. And so because of that, you had this what could have been told probably in sixty minutes. Took me fucking almost four hours to watch this. And at that point, you're in it. 
They're also in hour three. I'm like, what the fuck? There's nothing to tell anymore. There's nothing. And and they sprinkle in this information here and there, and they repeat it too. So it's like, oh yeah, she was staying with. It was one of these weird hotels where like you bunk with other people. Uh, so they, they sprinkled it. Oh, yeah, she was, like, uh, bothering and, and creeping out her two roommates. And they mentioned that, like, three times. By the fourth time I hear that, I'm like, okay, it, you already hinted that she was kind of she was kind of nutty at this point. So, like, why don't you just go down that route? And then, But you, you can't because it's going to be, like, a, a one- or two-hour episode instead of four fucking hours of me watching this thing. So don't watch it. It's, it's, it's pr- obviously all these are great production values, but there's, like, no story to tell. Yeah, I, they, I couldn't imagine there being a story to tell with this one. And the one creepy, I mean really creepy, surprise he went on camera, uh, sleuth. And it's because of, and because this poor woman, she had like a Tumblr still there like detailing every part of her life. So people like thought they were attached to her. This one guy was such a fucking creep, uh, uh, one of these web detectives, uh, that he had someone go to the, her grave and had the random guy put the hand on the her grave, thinking it was him. And he he admits this on camera in this documentary. It's like you are fucking nuts. Like I cannot believe you admitted that on camera. I cannot believe that. It's Weird. Insane. So do not watch the disappearance of Elisa Lamb. Do not. Uh, I also watched the haunting a couple episodes, and I was shocked. So the haunting is a reenactment of ghost stories, and I believe that it's um. Five people sitting down, like, and they're real people sitting down and explaining the story, but then they cut away to, I mean, high production, like, Hollywood-level horror reenactments where it's like, wow, this is good production values. Like, the special effects are great, and, like, the makeup on the monster or whatever. But that's the problem, is that when you hear a ghost story being told, a lot of people don't believe it on surface, so you want to hear from the people's mouths. Like, what you, What did you actually see? This will cut from, like, the woman being, like, saying, yeah, and then I walked in, and, and then I saw something, and it'll cut to, like, this Hollywood monster crawling towards her. And so I'm like, I want to hear her say that, because I don't believe what I'm seeing here. And I believe in ghosts. Uh, so it was, like, a weird thing. But then, Ian, I never thought I'd see it. I had to, like, rewind it. There was a nude sex scene in my ghost story. Like, it was so gratuitous. Uh, they hired, um, well, the real-life woman was, like, a cute, like, kind of semi-goth looking uh, girl like my friend Allison back in New Jersey in those early videos so they gratuitously oh we moved into the house together then they're making out I'm like okay they're making out then like I see her nipples and I'm like holy this is a fucking nude sex scene in a ghost story like what is happening (laughs) so I mean she was cute but I was like I couldn't believe what I was seeing it was like the weirdest tone shift ever Odd. Then they show her again, uh, topless. They go, oh, we got a cute actress. Might as well shoot her twice, topless. They show her again <laughs> in this scene, like, they, they claim that this ghost called the Mimic was mimicking. It was five people living in this old, creepy Cleveland house. Uh-huh. They claim that it would take the form of one of the other people and talk to them. So in one scene, the guy's in the basement, and the cute girl that they, you already saw, uh, topless, comes down and said, make out with me, and, and goes topless again. And I'm just like, are they just adding this to the story because they got a cute actress that wants to go topless? Or they want to ask her to go. Like, it was really bizarre. So I would say that's closer of a recommendation than the disappearance of Elisa Lam. <laughs> closer. <laughs> you got boobs, I guess. And that, but I watched a couple more that got dark. Like one was like, hey, yeah, our, our dad was a serial killer. We were kids living there, so everything else was haunted. But he wasn't. It was weird because it was like they, they claimed that he was doing satanic rituals. But he wasn't. He said he wasn't super dark until a certain point. It's like no, he was dark, killing people. Like they literally reenacted like the girl looking behind like the the wood pile and seeing his dad throw a cart like a woman like throw a carcass into like the the, the back bed of a truck. So I'm like, wow, this is dark and nasty. And I'm more, I'm, I was more interested by the end though 
about was this guy caught? Like, why didn't you tell the police about them when you grew up? You, you claim like he was burying body, bodies in the woods. I was more interested in that than the ghosts that were happening around this serial killer, alleged ser- serial killer. So it's a strange documentary series. I, it's not documentary. It's reenactments. I'm reading a recap of the episode that you were just the talking minute. about. Yes. 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 This is where it gets hilarious. Becca presents herself to Brandon, yes. gets naked, and seduces him into a smooch, at which point she reveals herself to be some kind of monstrous doppelganger yes. and promptly disappears. But when they cu- <laughs> but when they cut back to the people that this happened to, the real life people, yeah. the guy doesn't say any of that happened. <laughs> He says, like, yeah, I was uncomfortable. So, like, did you, like, were you ashamed that you made out with your friend's girlfriend? And, like, that was, like, they they implanted extra details, I think, to gussy up the story to a bit. Spice it up. To a spice bit. it up. You don't, you can't do that with UFOs or. A little flavor enhancer. Ghosts. Like, it's hard for people to believe on its surface. So, when I'm seeing this, I'm like, I can't believe that you made out with, the, like, the exact representation of someone else. Yeah. And I just. <laughs> I don't believe it. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. You know, I don't believe also, Ian, we have a new Justice League, Zack Snyder's Justice League trailer. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a whole lot to say about it other than it looks like shit. Uh, bad guy looks a little bit better. A bad guy looks better. Oh, why Why does everything why does have it... to be hollowed ground, sort of like chanting from monks? It's 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 Because it makes it more serious. It's it's superheroes wearing spandex. And, and, and blue underwear. It's dark underwear. and emotional. It's more serious this way. Oh. Why does it open with 10 seconds of Superman dying in green lightning? That's yellow lightning. Well, whatever. <laughs> uh, so, what you take away from this is that uh, none. I would say not none of this, a lot of this did not exist before. No. This was redone. A lot of this. They reshot for like, was it 30, 40 million and did new effects? It's a lot of this. It's like some similar lines, like I gotta form a team, which they say in the in the crappy Joss Whedon redo. But it's all lighter tone, so it's the script's probably like fifty percent of what the script actually turned out to me. But then obviously they sh- they shot more. And there's there's a dark side there, and then um, the big thing at the end is that the Joker shows up, which they reshot. Yeah, that was not probably originally there, and they got rid of the awful damage tattoo at least, and all the shitty face uh, prison tats. Mm-hmm. On them. I mean, they did that. That's nice. But it's like, where do you go with this when this... They even admitted, War Bros, this doesn't go anywhere. This is it. Yeah. There's no continuity after this. This is the end point of something. Listen here, Snyder Fun Club. You can have your... Zack Snyder Fun Club. You can can have your good times, but that's it. Get your free sucker punch pin. You get your... (laughs) You get your 300 uh, plush Leonidas plush doll with the abs. Comes with a cheeseburger and drink and a small fry. Has there ever been a plush doll with abs? Eight pack abs? Anyway, that's why I thought. Yeah, yeah. Those wrestling buddies. I mean, like plush. I mean, those are drawn. Yeah. I mean, like like you could like feel each individual. Abs. I'm certain. I'll get back yeah. to you. Am in I a being second. creepy now? Think about that. I'll get back to you in one second. So anyway. plush abs is what I'm typing into Google. That'll, that'll probably be a weird fetish that, thing. You don't want to go, go down. That'll go well. Uh, yeah. Oh God. Yeah, that was weird. Uh, brought up Frisco Muscle Plush Squeaking Wolf Dog Toy. Uh, oh right. Okay. Muscle. Uh, these are so these are dog toys. <laughs> Please don't go down this route because now I got to search for it when I edit and put it in the picture here. <laughs> Frisco. Uh, look for the Frisco Muscle Plushes. They're squeaking dog toys, but I have a feeling they're not just for dogs. Oh God. 
But you definitely get those abs that you're oh looking for. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> you definitely get the abs that you wanted. There's a tiger. There's a rhino. There's a purple there's a unicorn. Hippo. Yeah. Okay. Oh, they're supposed to be dog, uh, gorilla, do, they're dog toys. Uh, I also want to just point out that Googling plush abs brings up a video from July 24th, 2019, uh, 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 making a plush abs tutorial for Patreon this week. So, yes, there's lots of plush abs out there. What do you, like, strap it on? I don't know. It's like a girdle, but it's plush abs for your fursuit. So, anyway, the whole point is that this is going to come out. I'll probably watch it at some point because I'm I'm very curious how this is going to turn out. But, yeah. This isn't going to change the world. Oh my God, he's wearing a black suit, Superman. I'm. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it'll be interesting, I guess. It won't be. It'll be bad. It'll be good. People, will, people who hate it will say they love it, just to say they love it. That's the thing with this. It's going to come out, and there's going to be a group of people who are going to say they love it no matter what because they trust they love the Snyder. They love the Zack Snyder. They love them. They love being part of his fun club. They probably also love going to UltimateNintendo.com. Oh, you, yeah. Where you can get enamel pins, RBI baseball stickers. Uh, the, uh, final day of the sale. I forgot to do it. Final day of the sale on the limited t-shirt. Uh, 25% off and 30% off the p- limited pin. I'll do it today. I forgot to undo the, the price on it. So you get you get Tuesday the, the 16th. You can do it if you want. So how and, the and, the books. <clears throat> and, and the books as well. <laughs> you can get the books there as well. Get the books. UltimateNintendo.com. And I'll be on uh, Twitch every Wednesday at this point. Twitch.tv slash country code watching 80s commercials almost a year straight. Come out. It's a happening. That's my word of the week. The happening. Every single Wednesday. Um, Nintendo says some stuff. Uh, Nintendo says Switch is in its middle age. Middle age, man. So what's that? It's been out for middle age, man. Are we had, are we four years? Four years or five? Four years. Two thousand seventeen. That'd be what was it? March? Yeah. Or, no, was it February? Was it February or early March? It was March. It was early March. Like March first. Um, or maybe middle it was February. Middle age, man. Good question. You know, you, you know, Good we're technically question. getting the middle age now, and I, that middle age man skit from Saturday Night Live with Mike Myers. He he looks elderly compared to middle age. His middle age shifted. I think the ages have shifted a bit. What we consider middle age and sure and elderly. Sorry, go on. No, that's okay. Uh, I mean, it's funny. I, I turned thirty five and just started saying I was forty. I when I like turn in age, like if I it's on the if it's on the five or the zero, uh-huh. I'll say I'm that age. But after that, I just round up to the next one. It hurts less when I finally hit that. age. So you're saying you're forty already? I've, even yeah, though, I've been even saying you're turning, turning thirty nine this year. I'll be thirty nine, but I've been saying I'm forty since I was. Probably you know what? 36. That's not bad. No. How old are you? I'm 40. Oh, you look young for 40. It's because I'm actually okay. not 40. Thank New you. New strategy. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Uh, so uh, they say the Switch is in its middle ages, um, which is interesting to me because that means they think they're going to get eight years out of it. I would have said the Switch has two years left before some sort of significant hardware upgrade. Um, you, don't, you don't have to take that literally, though, like the middle being no, you don't. four years left. Um, so I, I, I think that it's probably, I don't know that it's winding down, but I do think we're definitely, we have less of the switch to go than we've already experienced. Um, that's a, that could change. There's a Nintendo Direct I, tomorrow, and we always miss it, and I have a feeling they're going to announce I mean, a new a, a, a pro model. I don't know what they're going to add to it, though. I don't think they're going to announce a pro model. You don't? No. Not to, no, they're selling way too many of these to 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 need a new model at this point. You can milk this another two years. At this point, I mean, you if, can. if they were if it was slower sales, I mean, if they were only selling t- thirty five, forty million, okay, we want to go back to the well. 
there's no well to go back to. This thing, they're gonna, they're, they're gonna, they might shatter the Wii's record. And at that point, it's like we don't have to. We can just. I mean, look at you just, Super Mario 3D Worlds. That's that's a fine looking game, right? That doesn't look old. It or... is. It's a it's a it's a it's a great looking game. But I still think Nintendo's gonna do a half step, and there's no reason not to believe that they will. I mean, the DS had DS. DS Lite, DSi, DSi XL, the 3DS had the 3DS, the 3DS XL, the 2DS, the 2DS New XL, the new 3DS XL. Nintendo loves to iterate their fucking hardware. They've only done it once. But this is Switch. a hybrid, though. So yes, they... but they've only done it once. I, I, I refuse to believe that they're done well, iterating. What do you mean they did it hardware. once? Because they updated the battery and stuff? No, when they did the, the light. Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't count that. I count that as a side project sort of thing um so i i think we will get a new one maybe not tomorrow but i, no, I think there'll be another one tomorrow i think I, there'll be another if one. i say end of the year i more believe you than tomorrow T- tomorrow they're going to announce oh I, I looked it up it's been two years only two years since nintendo said we're, we're, we have to redo uh metroid prime 4 with retro studios right back in the helm two years eh, that's probably i don't know if that's enough time to, to do a metroid prime almost from scratch Two I think, and a half years. I think it would be. It, um, it. I'm more interested in. It says that they're going to be covering some. It's 50 minutes, which is I think is the longest direct they've done, or it's very close to. Um, and it will cover Smash Brothers and then other games coming out in the first. Smash Brothers and other games already released, and then games coming out in the first half of 2021. There's all the DLC done for Smash Brothers. Mm-mm, no, there's, there's, there's any more still. No, there's. I think there's three more to cut. Three. Oh, I, wow. Three, three more characters to come out because they're on season pass two. When they originally announced it, was there an end number of of, of characters? Uh, they, yeah, it was supposed to be five DLC characters, and then I think when they announced the fourth DLC character, that's more. when they announced season pass two. And okay. now, actually, I think they're actually, I think they're three characters in the season pass two. Yeah, because it was Min Min, um, Steve from Minecraft, and uh, Sephiroth. So they can keep this going forever. They. They could. And honestly, I kind of hope they do. If I mean, people seem to enjoy it. I wish it had better online netcode. But you're never going to get a sequel to Smash Brothers with this many characters. No. The next Smash Brothers is not going to have this many characters. They're not going to do it. Sakurai needs a break. That's the reason um, why it's called Ultimate, right? This is right. It. So I, I think it is likelier that they will just keep tacking them on. I, I, I could easily... They're making money just tacking yeah, them on. I could easily see another season pass. I don't know they, that they will, I mean, but it wouldn't, be, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they did another. I mean, there won't be another Smash Brothers until you get a new system. They're not going to put two Smash Brothers on the same system. No. So you, you could be this would be five, it could be five years until you get another Smash Brothers. It could be a bit, be a while because what is it? It's been two years since Smash Brothers came out. Smash Brothers as a games as a service, like yes, yeah. Just when did when did Ultimate come out? It came out like a year in, right? Or that Christmas? It came out that Christmas. So it's been three years. December seventh, two thousand eighteen. It's been three years, two months. Okay. Okay. Um, Excuse me. That's two years, two months. Yeah, that yeah. didn't. Yeah, I was gonna say that didn't come out. The yeah, first you're not year. Gonna, that came out the yeah, second. This year. is it. This is it for you. Even with the Super Switch comes out, I, you, you might get an updated version of it that looks better. Or play, you know what I mean? And speaking of the netcode, I thought I read something a, a while back that they're finally ripping out all their old like servers and redoing oh, them. Yeah, that's not netcode though. That's I not mean, netcode. That, that's 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 it's part just, of the handshake. But if you still have bad netcode, it's not. Gonna, they have like twenty year old server tech. They're finally upgrading. eighteen years. They they said something. I think that was a slight exaggeration, but yeah, it's. 
it was a it was a long time. It was it definitely went back to the Wii U, uh, Wii and Wii U at the very least, which was already old. Yeah, we know. But okay, Nintendo Nintendo's like me at the swap meet. Wait until that shit's cheap and old, and then you buy it and then you use it. Yeah, and no one knows any different. But that's what I was going to say about Metroid. I don't think they'll necessarily... If they announce it tomorrow, that'll be interesting because that means they're going to be like, hey, here's that game we haven't mentioned in two years, and it comes out by summer. Which is what we said, though. That's the way to do it. Sure. I would love it if that's what they did, and they, they have kind of done that, but I don't think... They did it with Odyssey. They haven't done it with any... Oh, yeah. Odyssey did did drop pretty quick after it was announced. Also, we haven't heard much... Drop. Jesus, fuck. Um... We also uh, haven't heard a whole lot about the new Zelda. No, we have not. So we're gonna see, we're gonna see one premium game. Yes. I don't care if it's that or maybe there's a Star Fox they were doing secretly. You're gonna hear, or or just a, they're gonna update the Wii U Star Fox. I mean, they just do that. We're still waiting on that. That's the big one. We're still waiting on them to do that. The thing that always excites me about Nintendo Directs though is they always show some little game that looks really cool, and then they announce that it's out. Yeah, like go get it now. Yeah. So I'm I'm interested in seeing what that'll be. I'll be very surprised if there isn't a game like that. Fire tomorrow. Pro on the Switch. Oh God, Switch Fire Pro would be perfect for the Switch, wouldn't it? Though, yeah, we'll never get it though. Little handheld Ian making his characters, making his Disco Inferno in the bathroom. I would do it. <laughs> Disco's the first guy I always make. Um, you think Nintendo's happy with Microsoft Edge extensions? That might be uh, pirating allegedly their their games. No, I think they're probably not super happy. And about so, that. okay, so this was this was brought to our attention on Twitter via the the official Microsoft Edge Twitter account. So it wasn't just like a random person. They're like, "Hey, look what you can get with the Mic- Microsoft Edge is replaced Internet Explorer. It's their all in one w- web browser, and you can get extensions for it, like you can get with Chrome." Is Firefox still around? I guess it is. You know, little add-ons. I don't think anyone uses it. Little add-ons like, like the Honey coupon thing, which is great. Sponsor us, Honey. I, I, I use it all the time. Or, you know, uh, you can download videos off of YouTube. There's, like, all these extensions. So this was, this was tweeting out extensions to play retro games. The problem was it's Mario Kart 64 N64 Simulator. So an official Microsoft Twitter account is advertising software piracy. Yeah. For that, and it was for, I think there, I think there was a Sonic game that was mentioned, and a Pac-Man game. So it's like you're running the gamut of, of pissing off these companies, and it's insane. And a Tetris game, yes. So it's like, I don't understand how that got past anyone. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, I don't know. What are you doing? It's weird. Oh, I think that I think okay. This was a tweet from the Microsoft Edge dev. Uh, it was a, a verified account calling all Pac-Man, Tetris, and Mario Kart lovers. Did you know Microsoft Edge has these plus more vintage games on the extension site? See the full list here. I think it's probably just a case of someone got ahead of themselves, seeing if they could do something, and then talked about it and didn't realize. I mean, <laughs> that's a really bad way to advertise it. It's. And this Twitter account is official news and updates for the Microsoft Edge team. I mean, it's, it's it's based in Redmond, Washington, where Microsoft is. So I I did not see. Did they follow up to this, or they did did they delete that tweet? I'm trying to find the original tweet uh, that they that they had here uh, because that's insane. How do you think that phone call went from from Nintendo? Hey, yeah, guys, uh, get that shit down now. <laughs> And delete that tweet. Was it the Super Nintendo Mario Kart? 64. 64. Seems like a weird one to 
It was from February 12th, 9.48 p.m. I'm going to see if that tweet's up. February 12th, 9.48. Oh, no, it's gone. It is gone. It is not up. So, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, it's gone. That makes sense. That was probably gone within... I, I'm, I'm going to... I'll say uh, Price is Right rules 80 minutes before... 80 minutes? Before... <laughs> A lawyer, one of Nintendo's lawyers got on. Got I'll on go 55. 55 minutes? Yeah, 55 right. minutes. I'll we'll never get an answer, but. Because I couldn't believe that when I saw that. I couldn't I couldn't believe that. No, that was, that's blatant actually, infringement that's piracy. crazy. And so, yeah. That's, that's a cute story. I, 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 wonder, I wonder what head rolled at Microsoft for that. Like who was, or they said, okay, was like an intern that tweeted that out, not realizing that there's like pirate, like a twenty, maybe a twenty-two year old intern doesn't realize that, hey, software piracy for these old games is a thing, or they assume that because it was an extension that someone approved it. To be honest, wouldn't an extension have to be approved? So there's a lot of yes. heads that could roll here. Yeah, a lot of heads that could roll here. This is like how there's like there's like uh, you know illegal there's like Android emulator apps with ROMs built in allegedly. Right? How do those get approved? Just I guess. Flying under, I mean, because a robot approves yeah, them. Robot approves them. People don't. People don't care. From from my uh, experience with with the apps, it is harder to get something on iOS. Uh, it sounds like with Android, it is like rubber stamped for the most part. It, like it tests for oh, things. Just, yeah, it's not even a person doing right. a lot of those. So, all right. Well, that's interesting. There's I just also- wanted to show you something real quick. <clears throat> God damn it! Don't show me that plush. <laughs> now you got you got to email me that picture now. <laughs> I'm going to right now. I'm, 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 I need a reaction. I'm, I'm literally working on it right now. Ian, show me some plush man size <laughs> abs and chest. Is that a woman just hanging out with it there? Uh, muscle boyfriend oh six my. pack abs plush pillow cushion from Brainless Pie. <laughs> it's, it's a nice, nice down to earth woman hanging out with it. Like, it, like that's how it would really happen. Set up your guest room just with like six of those. Is it headless? It's just it's, it's just it's, a torso. It's just like a neck nub. It's literally just a torso. Is that creepier or less creepy than having a head? I don't know. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I got to take my mind off it. Palate cleanser. Pigs can play video games with their snouts. Pigs yeah. can play video games with their snouts. This is ridiculous. This is the most important news of, of the century. I got to close this picture. Okay. Holy um, shit. So, <laughs> now you got to send me that because I got to put it up. I got to horrify everyone. You're making my editing a little harder, this podcast. Um, so pigs can play video games. Uh, so uh, there was a study done. Basically, they took a uh, like a treat dispenser. Pennsylvania State University did a study. Uh, Four pigs, Hamlet, Omelet, Ebony, and Ivory. Um, great names. And uh, they put a little joystick on there, an arcade joystick. And uh, from what it looks like, there's a screen. And basically, there's a, a dot on the screen. And then there's a wall. And if the pig moves the dot into the wall, it counts as a collision or a hit. And they get a treat. And uh, oh, they don't have to avoid it; they have to hit it. They have to hit it. Yeah, that's what they have to do. That's it's a, it. Basically, it's a target. It's a it's a very very crude target practice game for pigs. <laughs> I've just got the giggles. <laughs> Researchers said that so, the fact that pigs understood the connection between the stick and the game is no small feat. So it's it's they have to get to the joystick. Yes. And then do it. And then do it. So they understand that there's a connection between not only the treat and um, 
you know, the, doing the action and the treat, but also between moving, doing something specific. Yeah. It's not like they just rang a bell. So not all the pigs were particularly great at that. I think one of them only had like a 34% success rate, but there was another one that was one of the pigs, I think, was closer to like a 70% success rate. Um, and they... Uh, yeah, the important thing is that they, they understand the connections. It's not so much the success rate that's important. It's that they understand the connection. Um, but they said even when the... Uh, this is adorable. Yeah. Even when the um, the treat dispenser broke, they still did it to get the reaction from the humans. They're like, oh, good good on you, Omelette. Yeah, you did it. And the thing's like, yeah, I'm, I'm killing this game. <laughs> Fucking great. This is fun. Pro gamer for real. Um, pig so, pro yeah, gamer. Uh, it, it's, it's very cute. Uh, they said, obviously, that uh, pigs do not play video games as well as humans do. Oh, okay. I'm glad they clarified that. <laughs> or even kinda, some lesser primates. Kind of tough with the hoofs. Um, right? They said that they uh, it's it's been done um, that the... Uh, they did basically the same experiment with, with primates, and obviously the primates had a much higher success rate. Hamlet was better than Omelette, but both struggled when it got harder, hitting the single target just under half the time. I want to see a video of this. How did this How did this actually function? Was there like a moving target that they had to just push the ball into, or was it just there they had to just push it? Uh, from what I could gather, it was literally there was like, there's a screen, a dot in the middle, and then one end of the screen is a wall. And if they, they basically if they if they push it, and I think they they said they did they did different ones too. There was like three target, two target, and one target. So the pig runs. realized I got to hit the target. It's not the same exact action. May I go left this time or down or right. up? Yeah, or right. So yeah, that's that's intelligence. It's significant. Yeah, no, pigs are, are regarded as, as smarter creatures. So, so I wish the bacon wasn't so tasty. I always feel guilty. Yeah, absolutely. We're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. It's now people are realizing it's not going to be. Artificial meat. It's going to be cultured meat formed from from cells of real meat. Yeah, replicated. That's the end goal there. Yeah, that's where we're going to get to. Lab grown bacon. Yes, but it's real bacon. It's not fake bacon. That's we're getting there. It's not faking. It's not faking. We're getting there because no, I I I feel more and more. We get. I'm not okay. I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not like a fucking. I'm not going vegan on you. But if we cannot eat animals, we should not eat animals. If we can get to that point. That's 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 all. That's no, all it's it's, defi- it's definitely an. I'm, admirable I'm not saying goal. give it up today because the people will go hungry and starve. If we can get to that point, we should do it. We should, and plus, it's better for the environment uh, by a lot, by a ton. Pot stickers I made yesterday were vegan. Pot stickers, pot stickers, mushu pork. When there was no pork, mushu pork. Does anyone have seen that weird science episode except for me? That was my that was my thing. That was my jam in high school. Since I have many friends, really in high school, no parties. It was Weird Science followed by Duckman Saturday Night. And Duckman is such an underrated cartoon no one ever talks about for some reason. It was a really fun cartoon. I remember it. Did a yeah. lot, of, lot of stuff, a lot of racy stuff and adult stuff. And um, Jason Alexander was a great voice actor in that. And a great show. He is really, yeah. He is but him really the, good. And, the, and the, what, what was his pig sidekick's name? To talk like this. Hey, Duck, Mr. Duckman. It's a great show. No one ever talks about Duckman. Everyone talks about King of the Hill. They talk about Simpsons. Duckman was a great show. Corn fed. Corn fed. And they had the little plush little ones that, that, that Duckman would always go off on. Good morning, Mr. Duckman. And he would just like tear them apart because they were plush. And then, you know, next episode they were back together. Yeah. Then. Yeah, corn fed. Uh, talks like Sergeant Friday on Dragnet. Y- yes. Y- yes. And actually, yes. Very by the book. 
but like you know he he was the one who saved the day while Duckman was just like a you know belligerent just buffoon which was was, was funny with with uh, Jason Alexander doing the voice we've gone all, all over the place with USA Saturday nights in 1994 Pat's memories mm-hmm. uh, sorry is there anything else going on here oh yes we got trolled we apparently got trolled by the CEO of a video game company allegedly so the claim we talked about the uh, so fucking silly it's silly so we pointed out the inverted controls of the Finnegan Fox gameplay trailer and while why and why it probably happened to cover up a potential bad lag on this controller and this console and then it kind of blew up a little bit as much as this sort of news can blow up because no one's really talking about the television Miko outside of some YouTubers and um, the CEO uh, in one of his um, interviews with one of his uh, uh, shill cultists uh, says uh, you can't make this up that I did it on purpose to not troll everyone to, to troll Ian and me like that that, that it was planned so, to so do that I, I, I only have I, I said it to you the day, the minute it happened and I'll say it again you only have two choices here if you okay yeah you only have two choices here uh, either uh, Tommy Tallarico is lying through his teeth because he refuses to admit any mistakes and that's actually the uh, the the the, the um, explanation I'm going to go with or uh, you have a CEO who's so caught up in what people are saying that he would release an official video that makes his game look bad to troll two people. And, there and, and, and the gambit is that we would actually see it. Yes. yes. And discover it and talk about it. Because what if we don't? Now you're, now you're just making your product look like shit. And potentially deceiving customers, <laughs> and potentially pissing off um, all your investors, and potentially pissing off your, your retail partners online in Europe and in North America. Are, are we for real? So before sitting is this down happen- today, is this happening? I looked at some of the reaction to it, and there was some reaction to it, and people are very upset. And he was he keeps saying, "Oh, but people cancel pre-orders because of this." But it's a joke. But it's a joke. If you don't see the the humor in this, I don't know what to tell you. And. Uh, he said something basically someone said that you know there was a my main problem is a misleading video on the official channel and he said i wasn't misleading anyone i was just trolling a couple of bullies and racists oh oh, oh racist huh they're racists they're literally gaming racists um <laughs> uh I, you can't like you you can't you can't make a video so that only we see it. it only it, we respond to it. Yeah. 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 Everyone's going to see it. You can't yes. be like, no, no, no. It's supposed to be funny to you guys, but something else to them. No, you put it out there for I, the whole world to see. You showed your whole ass. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure that all the investors on Republic.co are would be fucking thrilled. They think it's to hilarious. That. Yeah. People that have invested five, ten, or twenty thousand dollars into your console project that you're that you first of all, you're lying about it. But if you're not, that you're dicking around with two uh, YouTubers and podcasters with not a sizable audience to really affect sales of anything at all when it comes to this console. Like, no, he's, are, he's are you fucking lying. crazy? I mean, you look at well, him. Of course, he's he lying. has no idea what he's doing. But like, like, why would you? Why don't you just admit? Yeah, they were inverted. Like, or or I think I thought I saw another claim where oh they were locked in, so we went with it to to like toy with people, and it's like there was there was another fo- there was a follow up 
to they showed the the only one of the only decent fucking games, uh, the breakout one where this time Tommy has the controller correctly placed with the with the D pad on the right. I guess the gyroscope is broken, which is not good for your console, by the way. Um, and then it doesn't show him using it at all to play. So he learned his lesson after the backlash uh, about how you should not try to deceive and trick people who have pre-ordered your console and have are trusting that you know how to run a business. More importantly, your investors that are giving you money thinking that you are competent enough to, 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 to run a business and, and to not do foolish things and, sh- and show a lack of judgment like this. It's insane. It's insane. We never got this far with the Caliga Chameleon. We were called drunken podcasts, but Mike never said, yeah, I put the Super Nintendo uh, Mini in the Jaguar shell to, fu- to fuck with Ian and Pat. <laughs> to control them. To troll us. Okay, Tommy. We never got that far. I, I know what it was, Ian. It, well, this is what Tommy should have just admitted. This is what he should have admitted. The reason the controls were inverted is because we finally figured out the Karma Gaming Engine. So ah. it, it automatically knew I play too well with the controls normally, so they inverted them for me. That's exactly it. That's what. Oh, by the way, the Karma Gaming Engine. I think he admitted in an interview was just total bullshit as well. There was a sound clip of that. So, of course, there you have it. Uh, it's ridiculous. Oh, please. I mean, t- take a freaking joke, people. Like seriously, take a joke. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. All right. Uh, Ian. Yeah. Uh, this was news that came out that was kind of surprising, but all kind of cool. We can shoot this off in a different direction here. Um, not as cool as plush abs, though. Uh, N64 games uh, could be coming... Uh, to the PS5 and PS4. PS4 reportedly getting two classic N64 games this month. This is from comicbook.com. So what's going on is that uh, it was discovered last July out of nowhere. Trophies for Torok were posted to the back end of the PlayStation Network. At the time, trophies didn't pop for the sequel, but many expected the pair of games would come together in remastered form because that's how they were recently released in Xbox One and Nintendo Switch. Uh, so they're referring to the original Torok Dinosaur Hunter that came out in 97. Uh, via Iguana. Remember Iguana Entertainment? They mm-hmm. did the NBA Jam port. Uh, and yeah, they're the subdivision of Acclaim, I yeah. believe. Um, so it's interesting because we're getting to that mode where these classic retro games are no longer just purely being associated. This happened for a few years now. They're not purely being associated with that original console. They're spitting off and getting re-releases, or they're getting other consoles. I mean, you have the rare games now are showing up on Microsoft consoles, for example. Yeah, it's strange because I think a lot for a long, long time people associated rare with um, Nintendo, specifically the Nintendo 64. Um, if you had mentioned Banjo Kazooie, say before the Xbox One generation, I think people probably would have looked at that as. Um, you know, uh, uh, not a Nintendo property, but close to it. You know, uh, you know, a second party game 
essentially on the Nintendo 64. Uh, but now as, you know, Rare has, you know, aligned essentially with Microsoft, they put this out. Now people are starting to think of, you know, games like Banjo-Kazooie, they're associating them with the Xbox. Or, yeah. or on, I mean, at this point, now they're associating them with the Switch again because of, of, of Smash Brothers. So, uh, yeah, it's interesting to see these games that were made by, I guess, second-party companies at the time, or even third-party in the case of Acclaim, uh, but the game was only for the 64, um, get new life again on other consoles and kind of change how we remember them. Yeah, so uh, the the big the big uh, first one was, was it the was Rare Replay, would you say, to be the big first one? I was like, well, this is the t- first time we're seeing a lot of retro games from various consoles from under one one uh, dev at the time now it's being released here NES games was there any Super Nintendo games in there I, I forget but NES N64 and other games that definitely that NES and N64 I don't think there was necessarily anything Super Nintendo on there yeah we got Cobra, was it Cobra Triangle was on there I think so yeah and Cobra Snake Triangle Rattle was, was on there Snake Rattle and Roll was on there uh, obviously Battletoads you got going on so yeah it's, it's very interesting uh, it's very interesting um so that's going to be a thing that happens, um, and it looks like the Turok 2. So the other thing is that you have these companies from... from We were seeing this with, like, you know, with, with these companies gobbling up these old IPs like Pico Interactive. Well, in this case, these are IPs that are, are more, more worthy. So if these companies are sold or these IPs are sold, you're more likely to see these appear elsewhere. They're not tied. I think people sometimes um, incorrectly tie games to the console when they realize that, well, they're not made by the people making the console. They tie it to the console as opposed to the developer. Yeah, like Contra is not a Nintendo game. Right. It was appeared on a, a Nintendo console, but Contra can appear anywhere else. I find that this you know. happens the most, um, more than any other system. Uh, I know I've brought it up on here before, but with Atari, uh, you go, oh, yeah, Atari. And people go, I love Atari games. Pitfall and Kaboom. And it's like, no, you're what? listing Activision titles. <laughs> Pac-Man? No. Pac-Man? Yeah, no. No, keep going. That's exactly. I'll, I'll tell you when to stop. Um, it's not that Atari didn't have any good games. They 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 sure did. They had stuff like Centipede and Asteroids. Yeah, circus. Yeah, a circus. I like Circus Atari can't quite be, a bit. Can't even say with a straight face. I um, like the name. But yeah, I mean, they had their own games, but they're not. First of all, those. The weird thing for me with Atari Asteroids. was their best games. Atari's best games. Um, never translated well to their home consoles because their arcade games always had usually fairly unique um, control setups. Yes. Multiple buttons for asteroids, uh, trackballs for centipede and missile command, uh, spinners for things like uh, Tempest and Gravitar. So I think Gravitar had a spinner. Yeah. So the Asteroids never... kind of worked, though, because Asteroids was just rotating and oh, thrust. Oh, you can, you can absolutely make Asteroids work. I, and, and back might have been hyperspace. Down might have been hyperspace. I forget. I mean, but, you would have been getting one, two, three, four, five. You, I mean, yeah. you had five switches, so it, yeah, it, so it actually is, it, it, that it works. works. Atari, you couldn't think of a second button? Like, just one more button, buddies. Like, you would have done so much more with one more button. <laughs> just one. Um, did you ever play... I, I, uh, speaking of, like, getting past that one button hurdle, did you ever play Ghostbusters or uh, really play Raiders of the Lost Ark on the Atari? Oh, no. I'm sure that's hell on Earth, though. Oh, you have to sit with, in front of the system. Like, pre- like, like oh, with, the, when you, with the switch. When you oh, play, like, oh, when yeah. you play uh, Ghostbusters, so, you, like, flip the switch to bring up one inventory. You hit another switch. to Like, it's, it's absolutely so, insane. So Atari put six switches on the front of their console, like, three of which you probably never used, but one button on their joystick. I don't want to turn <laughs> this into an Atari bash session, but oh, my God. <laughs> one button? 
That was, that was like, they were the last ones to do that, I believe, one button after that. They figured that out after that. Like, what? Well, this is crazy. The Odyssey, Odyssey 2 had two buttons, didn't it? Or was that one? Odyssey was, 2 had two buttons. 5200 had two buttons, too. And then the keypad. Everyone else had the keypads. Yeah. So it was really yeah. Atari. That was it. Technically, the 5200 had four buttons, but I think it was just the same two buttons repeated on each But side. none worked, so it doesn't count. No, the, I mean, like, <laughs> no they, did, they didn't The work side buttons all. never worked. You had the claw going. And... Fucking mushy-ass side buttons. Sorry, Atari. Give me two buttons, buddies. Man, uh, so what are we talking about? We're, we're spun this out of control. So the whole point is that this has become more and more news uh, about these old retro properties that appear in these consoles that they didn't originally... The company, the company they appear on, it, there's no connection anymore. Right. It's just happening more and more. Yeah. If there's ever a GoldenEye remake fully released, uh, if, if, that, if that were to ever happen, oh, that would God. be another instance of it. We were talking about that last week. If you would have put that on the 360, you would have lost the Nintendo um, the association. Yeah, that's that's a mess. There's like three or four different rights you have to clear for that. Uh, are you a fan of the original Turok? I remember playing a little bit. My cousin had it because they had every game, th- those three. Um, I, I, I played it briefly. I remember going, oh, this is interesting. I like the idea of running around hunting dinosaurs, but... The people knew what know what Torok was when that game came out. I know it got. No, it was, I don't think they did. The Valiant comic was pretty lie. big, but I, Valiant was already starting to die out by '97. I'll be perfectly honest with you. I didn't know it was based on a comic until I met until I met Vani, Probably. You can say Valiant was the original Pico Interactive. They just took all these characters out of mothballs that no one cared about for thirty <laughs> years and reintroduced them. Yes, <laughs> with uh, Solar, um, with Solar. Torok, these are all Charleston and other comics from the from the fifties and early sixties. Um, uh, was the robot Magnus Robot Fighter another one? These were all characters no one cared about anymore, and they reintroduced them into their own universe. I liked Harbinger though; they're sort of X Men ripoff, but oh yeah, yeah, almost X Men. I forget the difference between them and X Men, but they're basically X Men. They're more like grounded powers. They're not <laughs> shooting laser beams out of their eyes with that. Sorry, people loved the. Uh, Valiant back for those three years. They did the Nintendo comics. They, but yeah, before. No, those were fun. That was it. They built their bones on Nintendo and then came out with Magnus Robot Fighter to carry the, to carry the uh, the torch. Exo Man of War. He didn't exist, but that was a new one. That's an Iron. Yeah. That, how did they do an Iron Man crossover with that? The video game. How did that happen? I have no idea. Why would Mar- Marvel was really in bad shape in the late nineties? I guess they were signing up. They were going bankrupt. Like, yeah, sure, we'll do it with a competitor. It's a Game Boy game too. Was, was there a Super Nintendo version uh, as well? Was it PlayStation or Sat or one of those disc consoles? But that that to me was always shocking that there was an Exo Man of War, because um, it's basically Iron Man. Uh, it it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, Iron Man Exo Man of War in heavy metal. Uh, it was on the Saturn. It was on the well. Saturn. That's what it was. Yeah, that that makes no sense at all because there was never a comic crossover between Marvel and Valiant that I know of. God, that game looks real bad. Yeah. Um, keep in mind, I, I think that's something that people also don't realize in this uh, age of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is Iron Man was not a huge character until the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He was a B player. It was yeah. always B. I mean, he was around. People liked him, but it, he wasn't. Was B. He was not the A. Yeah, he was not. Was an even B plus. He was B. He was not an A team player until. Uh, yeah, he was at there least to, in my memory. Yeah, he was, he was, he, the, he, the he's second tier with Daredevil. Mm-hmm. You know, like these are second tier characters, not for sure. All right, that's all. We, all the juice we got out of this topic. We barely talked about Torok at all. <laughs> hey, we squoze the juice. We squozed it. 
All right, Ian. Um, scalpers are, are are having a bad time. Yeah, a listener uh, brought us brought this to our attention yesterday. Uh, it's it's a light week for topics, so we'll discuss this. PlayStation Five scalpers aren't happy with their public image. <laughs> Boo hoo! Uh, <laughs> so grab some plush abs and cry your face yeah, in like a pillow. Bury your face in some plush abs yeah. and get over it, Slappy. Um, so it starts off talking about how uh, basically, you know, uh, people are having, especially right now during the pandemic, people are, uh, you know, they want something new to do. The new systems like the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X are out and um, people are having a tough time getting a hold of them because scalpers keep buying them all up with bots, with bots and then uh, flipping them for, you know, uh, extra money. Uh, so, you know, they're supposed to be going. I think this is this uh, article is written in UK parlance. Uh, so <laughs> it's, what, it's, it's written in Middle English, yes. Shakespearean uh, English. So 450 pounds, I think, is what they're saying is what it costs. And, you know, the, some people are flipping them for seven to seven hundred and fifty pounds. Pat me a thousand dollars. So uh, this article talks to uh, a couple uh, fellows, Jordan and Reagan, who via Forbes, uh, via Forbes, uh, who work for a uh, a cook group that uh, they they co-founded the lab, a private group that advises paying users on how to scalp, how, how to create a cook group. Um, here's the quote: There seems to be <laughs> a lot. It's, it's so hard. Uh, <clears throat> There seems to be a lot of bad press on this incredibly valuable industry. And I do what? That's <laughs> like, you really try it hard from sentence one. Seems to be a lot of bad press on this incredibly valuable industry, and I do not feel that it is justified. <laughs> All we are acting as is a middleman for limited quantity items. Says Jordan, who co-founded the lab. Essentially, oh, every oh, business resells their products. Okay. Uh, my head's gonna explode. Let me just let me just finish this one. Tesco, which is a a, a grocery store over there, for example, buys milk from farmers for twenty six pence or so per liter and sells it on upwards of seventy p per liter. No one seems to complain to the extent as they are currently oh, doing towards oh themselves. Oh because it's not the fucking same. Oh my god, my head! And this is these are arguments that people have with us all the time. Like, what's the difference between scalpers and fucking Best Buy selling you TVs? Let me tell you the fucking reason. Right, my head's gonna fucking explode from all these. My head's gonna explode. Yeah, it's insane. Well, let's start. First of all, it's not a fucking industry. You're yeah. not making anything. You're not an industry. You're not creating anything. It's not an industry. You don't know what the word industry means. Okay. Um, every business resells a product. Okay. You have manufacturers, creators of products, and you have wholesalers that get it out to the public. The reason why you, this exists is because the, the manufacturers do not have the wherewithal or they're not in the business of actually selling to everyone. Yeah. They need someone to... to to set up a storefront or online store to sell to everyone else. They don't have the pipelines and everything uh, set up. Marge and Billy uh, can't go 100 miles to the milk farm and get milk, but they can go to the supermarket and buy it there. So that that is a, a essential part of the chain of getting the product to market and to the person. What you are doing, uh, Jordan, is you are artificially inserting yourself... Where you, where you don't need to in order to create a barrier to people to get your product. So if I want to buy from an online store, they have the product already. That's the end. That's the end goal. 
I can go to Best Buy's website or go to Best Buy in the store, and the and it's from the manufacturer, and it's there for me to purchase. They that's that's the service they provided. They provided the service. They mark it up because they can buy a bunch of them. And the manufacturer makes money, and now I it's marked up so they can make money, and I get my product. The PlayStation Five on. GameStop or Amazon or whatever is the milk in the supermarket. It's yes. already there. We don't need another what, supermarket in between. What you are doing is you are going into the store and buying all the gallons of milk and then setting up shop in the in the, in the supermarket's parking lot and then upcharging it uh, to the degree that you want. And then acting like it's a valuable step. That's if you want to go there Jordan, that's what you that's that's the that's the the the, the metaphor here. Or if I guess if you can buy milk online, you are using bots to buy all the milk online, and then I can't get milk. You're a shitty little scumfuck, Jordan. There's a there's a weird. This happened with it with a, a person. I won't say who it was, but when we did our scalping story uh, about six seven weeks ago, right after Christmas, there was a there was a YouTuber slash podcaster who I did a podcast with had a problem with us talking about scalping. And it was one of these arguments, these fucking thought exercise people that are well. They're you're not you're not thinking about the service they provide, and then they, they start to bring out. They start to like try to go into financial theories about well, if you if you have the supply restricted, that's actually good, and here's why. There's when you are artificially restricting a market, you're doing you are doing so much damage, not just to the end consumer. But you're also doing potential damage in some cases to the manufacturer because they don't even know how many are really selling. They don't even know that their product is popular or not in some weird cases. Um, so there's not really an advantage to scalping if you want to go down that uh, route. There's, a, there's always a weird theory about well, if you raise prices, that controls the market better. No, 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 it, it doesn't. You're restricting it to only a certain amount of people can buy it. Then less people can get your product in theory. When you do that, I just I'm just over these fucking thought exercises for scalping. Raising the fucking, price on something is not uh, providing a valuable service. In it's not any, an industry, any way, shape, or form. There's literally no value being added. It's on, it's on the industry to to buy a scalping uh, bot or set it up and to run it. If you hadn't bought that, they could have bought it for a cheaper price. You are actively being and, a problem, and a lot of times they are. You are yes, they're clicking. Oh, I'm going to click checkout, and within ten seconds they can't because the bot got it in a yes. second. You're telling me that's an industry? You're, 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 what, what value are you providing by restricting the supply artificially? Uh, people will bend over backwards to make themselves feel better about being absolute scumbags. What is, it, what is the value provided? Oh, we're getting the people that couldn't get it. Yes, because you... You made the are, problem. You bought all the milk. You created the problem. You bought that $3 gallon of milk, and now you want five fifty for it. Which people try to do with the chicken sandwiches at... Uh, Popeyes last year. I read people were trying to buy all the. Popeyes oh yeah, I saw. I saw a picture. I saw two dudes standing outside with huge bags of chicken sandwiches trying to sell. And they them probably and didn't sell any. No, no, because that's a fucking dumb idea. We're not, we're not buying your, your twenty dollar chicken sandwich. It should cost us four bucks. We're not doing that. Uh, so then, so here's here's uh, towards the end of the article. This is where I wanted I wanted to make sure I touched on this. Uh, both Reagan and Jordan say so. They flip it uh, instead of providing a valuable service. By the end of the article, Jordan and Reagan have changed their minds. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, we are ultimately helping people. We're helping people by giving them financial opportunities to resell consoles at an inflated price. I mainly just try and help others now. That's all that really oh, matters yeah, you're, to me. You're fucking. Okay, you're fuck fucking, off. You're fucking Robin Hood. That yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, you're, are you kidding you're, me? 
you're a hero. The whole group came about near the start of the first UK lockdown. And it makes me so happy that I can help people make some extra money for themselves. Uh-huh. You know, it'd be great if people who are fucking going through lockdown had the entertainment devices that they wanted to buy for themselves to get through lockdown. Uh, and, and this YouTuber had a problem with me, uh, podcaster, because they were like thinking. Uh, I was said, uh, I brought up the fact that well, pe- he said like, oh, people can wait to get it, and I said, well, if, imagine if you have a kid that really wants a PS5 kid and you know and he's um he really wants it and, and, and kids really want stuff whether it's tickling me elmos back in the day uh, a parent's going to want to do something to get their kid the gift they want right they will spend more money and then his little fucking snarky ass reply uh which he like quote tweet one of these quote tweet assholes uh, he said imagine basing your your entire economic theory on, on what your eight-year-old thinks it's like don't don't ever have fucking kids then ever because because the, the worst thing in the world I can imagine being a parent is if my kid wants something and I can't get him that gift. Sure. Because kids aren't as rational as you economic theory 40-year-old. They're fucking children. <laughs> and yes, while in theory you can say to an 8-year-old, you can wait a couple of months. All they're thinking about is, great, all my friends are playing this new game or they have the new console and I'm the one left out or I want this. So... So, uh... Regs and George's over here. Uh, I think they felt like maybe that this like interview was getting away from them because this is the last thing. They, I oh, they, did up. they really think that this interviewer from Forbes wanted to learn about their industry? Right. Uh, we do a lot for charity as well. Oh, God. I myself or collectively as a group donate to charity uh-huh. almost monthly at this point. Uh-huh. Most notably over the past month, we donated a large portion of our membership fees uh-huh. to a food bank local to me. Oh, membership fees for their little industry group? I asked for details of the food bank to confirm Reagan's donation, but he didn't provide their information. So the author said, okay, that's, hey, you mentioned it. I want to follow up, do my due diligence as a reporter, as a journalist, and it wasn't provided. Yeah. Yeah. Don't bring up that shit. Just don't. Don't. Just don't. I I fucking, Uh, we've mentioned, we've both mentioned it on here before. Nothing, I I hate nothing more than uh, people who do bad and fall back on giving to charity. Sure. You know who gives the charity? Nearly fucking everyone. A lot of people give the charity. Gives the charity. And it's good. Give to charity. Yes. Help where you can. But don't use it as a fucking fallback plan so you can go out and be shitty and then be like, but I donate to charity. Hey. It takes nothing but the money. Hey. Hey, the mafia bosses are giving out turkeys, you know, uh, for Thanksgiving. We don't know how they got the money for the turkeys. We don't care. (laughs) But it's charity. It's charity. So... Hey, that drug cartel rebuilt that neighborhood. We don't know how they got the money, but, you know, it's good that they're doing that. You can't go down that road. You can't. So, anyways, yeah, I don't know. Going through this article again just made me angrier. I think angrier than I was the first time. It's really just dog shit. It's it's awful. These I, The, the, the absolute mental acrobatics you have to go through to be like... Yeah, no, what I'm doing is actually good. Yeah. Make, making buying stuff hard for people is actually good. I'm a good, I'm, I'm a good person. I'm a good person. I'm a good person. I'm I give the bad. charity almost monthly at this point, kind of, but definitely the past but, month, but, but I can't show you I, any receipts. And I can't prove it, but I do it. Yeah, but I do it. I do it. Um, Fucking stub your toe, you piece of shit. It's also the... I re- hope you kick a wall. <laughs> Kicking a wall hurts, Ian. It does. It sucks. I, That's uh, why I wished it on him. You don't want to stub your toe. Uh, get turf toe. Um... <laughs> Turf toe, that's a thing. I know Mahomes had, the Super had it. Mahomes had it during the Super Bowl, so I couldn't run around. Um, well, um, what was I going to say? Turf toe. It's also on the on these retailers' websites that have better security. 
because they talked about having like this um, in the UK. There's this, I guess, security word that they send to another website after you input your credit yeah. card to make sure you're, it's you. Some websites have it, some don't. Uh, in in the when I buy from a website in the US, I know people hate. Well, I'll click on all these if to make click on all these boats, and then sometimes they're not really a boat, and you have to redo it. But I hate it when it's click on um, click on like the, the the traffic lights, yes, or something. Any of them really. But when there's like a sliver, just a yeah, sliver. you don't know. You don't have to be one hundred percent, and probably ninety percent. No, you're allowed to miss one or two. But why can't we input that for when you're doing checkout for these? Not every item on Walmart.com or Best Buy. Some of them. And then the bots would just break. Just just input the security. Read the squiggly line, which, which I think bots can do. But you know, the, 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 identify all the bicycles, or just do that, and that would get rid of the bots for some of these items. Just yeah. click a button on Walmart. Oh, if you're buying the PS4, Five or Xbox. Uh, Series S or X, you have to do one more step, and then the, then it'd be fair game. That's all. But I'm done. I'm fucking done with these overly fucking logical, um, non-empathetic assholes when it comes to this stuff. I'm just done with you as people when it comes to this or anything else when it comes to social or political or economic issues. Where we're not all fucking Vulcans. People, people live. Emotion in- is a real thing that people deal with every day. It needs to be taken into account. And all those people that say that, I'm like, okay, how logical is your religion or who you got married to? Right. Where's the logic in that asshole? It's emotional. The fuck? People live upon emotions. We survive upon emotions, not just logic. Yes, logic's a part of it, and being rational is a part of everyday living. But emotions come into everyday life. You have to keep it in check sometime, but you cannot deny that they exist. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, Ian. Patrick. We have a Patreon, don't we? We do. Patreon.com slash CU Podcast. You go. You pledge money. Uh, I do writings every week. Uh, Recently, I talked about... Oh, I talked about getting yelled at at the supermarket. I didn't read the entire thing. I skimmed it, but it seemed like you, fine. You, there was a reversal there. It, it was, it was yeah, a, it was a little bit of a reversal. I, I, I realized that maybe I'm a little snippy. You got in general, or uh, that person working? No, no, I can be snippy when I'm at work, and I just tried to let it roll off. You can go read the story right now. Yeah, yeah I'm curious. I, I, I gotta Slash read it. See you podcast. I'll, I'll buy into the Patreon to read it. We also do. Uh, you get the full video full podcast. Topics, full video topics. Ian and does a hangout. hangout. I'm doing it this Sunday. 10. 10. 10 a.m. With plush abs on. Plush abs on. And here's our Patreon poll topic for this week. Uh, in second place. This is a good one. What Atari era games would you want to see a modern remake of? 42%. And in the first place, Ian, 58%. This is an interesting one. We saw someone uh, tweet this out, potentially. What game would you rent out a movie theater screen? To play now, I didn't know this was happening, but this is happening in, in at least one chain uh, reported somewhere in the South that, that they are allowing you up to twenty people to rent out a movie theater chain, and you can play video games. You can have a time. Uh, of course, uh, you cannot bring in your own food and drink like a stadium because that's how they make their, their margin, their money. You know, they want you to buy your seventeen dollar large jumbo popcorn and your six six ninety five sixty four ounce drink that you really don't need. We talked about that because your your twelve ninety five IPA because yeah because uh, all the, uh, the ones that have beer I'm sure yeah because yeah, our bladders are way too small. No one needs to drink sixty four ounces of anything in an hour and a half movie. 
But um, absolutely not. I mean, you're paying to have the movie ruined for you. <laughs> yes. when you buy a drink that size. Twice I had to go take a piss during watching a movie where I was I was pissed that I had a piss. And it's because I got the fucking drink. So I do a lot. Of, I do some. I, I I've got some movie theater pseudoscience that I run through my head. Uh, if I some Ian science. Yeah. If I Ian's find myself uh, drinking a bit too much uh, from the pop cup, I'll gobble down some extra popcorn. Or it'll absorb. It'll absorb. I don't know if it works that way, Ian, but I maybe. I don't think it does. But I, I, tried, I tried to get the popcorn. I'm going to eat a sponge. And then I'll absorb all the diet Dr. Pepper. I tried to get the, what? I tried to get the popcorn in there to soak it up so it doesn't trickle Great. down. Great. You don't want that to trickle down during the movie. You're peeing out popcorn kernels. Ow. So anyway, so the theater um, chains in the U.S. and South Korea are letting gamers plug into their screens. First story. First story they heard in Gamespot in the U.S. It's Malco Theaters is letting customers book screens for two two hours at a hundred dollars or three hours for one fifty. That's not bad at all. Fifty bucks an hour. Yeah, that's not bad. Um, yeah, up to twenty people per theater, no outside food or drinks. And, and in uh, South Korea, it's, it's uh, limited theater capacity up to fifty percent because they got a fucking hold of this and handled the, the, their shit with COVID, unlike right. us. Um, so it's it's more people. Uh, two hours. Ninety dollars prior to six PM, and then after six, it's one thirty-five. So there's a, there's a video on here, Ian. People are playing Mario Kart Eight on the big screen. Well, that's funny because that probably would have been that, that's probably that's one of my choices. But um, it's the it's the Wii U, not the Deluxe. They're playing on a Wii U. Oh, so they have to plug it into to the projector. So the projector, I guess, has to have either component or HDMI input to there, which I guess nowadays they do. That's oh, fairly common. Oh, there's the back of it. Oh, this one doesn't. This is the AV Cinema Scaler Pro 3. It has DVI. I don't see an HDMI on this. I'm sure you can get an adapter, then you get lag. Uh, but they're playing Mario Kart 8. So, Ian, what would you want to rent out? Would it be Mario Kart? Mario Kart 8 is, is, one, of, is one of the two games that I've, I've picked. Um, Mario Kart 8, for sure. One, because I love it. Two, uh, just the sensation of that speed and that movement on a big screen. The would... York sensation? Yes. I, I, I like York peppermint patties. I know a lot of people Underrated candy. It is, very much so. Um, Mario Kart 8 would be cool. Uh, I think the sense of speed would be uh, a lot of fun on a big screen. And it's the big screen is perfect for the split screen games because oh, now yeah. you're not looking at you're not looking at a, a fucking postage stamp. You actually, I mean, you're getting something bigger than most <laughs> than any home TV. Yeah, you, you a quarter you won't, of you, that movie. You won't screen. notice the yeah. other part of the screen because you're looking at your your quarter. Yeah, yeah. So I think it would be perfect for that. That would be a lot of fun. Um, I'm just a big. Uh, I always say Mario Kart 8 is the game I hate as much as I love it, and it's true. I would absolutely love to play that and yell at friends on a big screen. The other one that I'd want to do is uh, I like um, how fighting games look on big screens. Oh, yes. When you get to the point where like they're like you know human size, uh, I, I, I can imagine those you know those tournaments like Evo. Once you get to like those those big fights where like yeah, it being blown up is like it's cinematic. Uh, King of Fighters 13 is the one that I would pick specifically. I think it's one of the prettiest games ever made um it was the last one they did with sprite uh, sprite work um it took them forever i think they said people would work on each character for about a year to get the full move set animated in that game yeah it's it's gorgeous it took them a lot of time a lot of people working on individual characters move sets i would love to see that on a big screen um definitely some other ones i'm sure but those are the those were the first two that came to my mind uh literally mario kart 8 was the first thing i thought of though okay so it has to be a game that's split screen right it makes the most sense if it's if it's a multiplayer right yeah I mean, unless again, you want to sit there by again, yourself. 
you don't have to. The, 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 if you go by the the question, just rent out a movie theater. Yeah. Um. So, I thought it'd be, I think it'd be funny. Speaking of speaking of, we brought up the last three podcasts. Uh, playing the original N sixty four Goldeneye would be hysterical on a big screen. Yeah, it would because. You still have you, you blow up those chunky polygons. Say, all, so all it, the warts laid out. It'd be hysterical. Let's see, like the, the pasted on uh, faces onto the polygons, for mm-hmm. example. The chunkiness. You still have all the slowdown when there's four players. When an explosion goes off, it goes down like th- you know four frames a second right. at most. I think it'd be actually funny to witness that on a big screen. Yeah, that would There'd be, be something fun. funny about playing mid to late '90s games like that on a big screen like that and like we said with the mario kart 8 my big one of my biggest problems about playing goldeneye multiplayer was always trying to figure out what the hell's going on in my little quadrant it might actually be more fun yeah the, I, back in the day i guess the biggest tv ever played goldeneye was probably a 27 inch like when you yeah you know, that's like probably it. In some kid's basement that's not big enough no that's not big enough you're seeing like you know seven inches you know diagonal maybe or what have you, you know let's we'll see pat math 27, you know, 14 inches. It's not that big enough. So those would be fun uh, with people, but... 13 inches. Uh, like you had said, it doesn't have to be with a group. I could see... I could see some hardcore, like, RPG fans, like, getting, Gathering. To, the, getting to the end of, like, uh, an RPG and then being like, all right, I'm going to rent out this theater. I'm going to play the last three hours of this RPG on a big screen. I'm just going to finish it off on the Maybe big people screen. People want to watch on a big screen, like, clicking A and B to... I'm not saying other people would, but I'm saying, you know, just fucking rent it up by yourself. Go. Here's $150. I'm going to go in there and finish this RPG. I'll catch you guys in a bit. Would there be any, like, how about, like, you know, the, the four-player, was it Pac-Man Championship? On a oh, huge that, big screen. Uh, that's that, a big screen. They had the big screen ones to begin with that are like six foot screens. Yeah, they're fantastic. That would be fun. That'd be that'd be that'd be great that to would do be that. Great. I think quick games is, is for me the way to go. That'd be quick quick gaming experiences like that. Yeah. How about yeah. how about Mappy on the big screen? Ian? Hmm. Stressful. Stress- stressful. Stressful. Getting away from those cats. Yeah. <laughs> Getting away from the kitties. Uh. And then, I think I think a, a good first person shooter. Um. Like, um, trying to think, would Doom, Doom, you can, you can play, you can see Doom anywhere. It's great. I was trying to say, we should go more political or sprite based for a better experience when it comes to that. Um, and then the last thing I thought about, what if they were games that were like cinematic cutscenes? Like, what was it Heavy Rain or the fuck that game was? Right. Well, that's why I was thinking RPGs. You know, you beat the RPG, you get to see all the big cinematic shit on the big screen. But yeah, like Heavy Rain, God, that guy's writing is atrocious. Uh, Heavy Rain, uh, Detroit, uh, fucking human? Beyond. What is it? Detroit Become Human, Beyond yeah. Two Souls. Uh, I don't know, some other fucking fluffy, wankery bullshit. I don't remember what the other one was. Finnegan Fox, put that on the big screen. <laughs> Fox on the big screen. I'd play Breakout on the big screen. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> All right, is that it for that topic? That's it. All right. Uh, Q&A time on the CU podcast. We haven't done a pure Q&A in a while. This is from uh, Brandon Velasquez. He's gotten a few in here and there. <clears throat> Besides Super Mario Brothers, what other retro games would make fun battle royales? We're cheating a bit, but we don't care. We always thought this would be a good topic, and the Patreon folks never thought so. We needed uh, we needed something to fill some time. So for me, it, it uh, the thing that I've always thought of is a uh, battle royale um, shooter, and it, there's already kind of precedent for it. Um, there are games like Twinkle Star Sprites and 
uh, Rival Mega Gun, which is a more modern one that I really like, that are vertical scrolling shooters. And as you know, it splits the screen in the middle. You're on one side, your opponent, or the computer's on the other side. As you clear chains of um, enemies, it can send um, enemies over to your opponent. You can transform into a boss if you fill up a meter and actually go onto their screen and attack mm-hmm. them. That's something that I think would actually work really, really well. Uh, you could scale that up to you know 99 people or 100 people very easily, I think. Same sort of things where you can attack someone maybe who has more most power-ups at the time or most... <laughs> most uh, you know. Do it whatever. similar to like Mario 35 or... Uh, um, Tetris 99, yeah, where you can, you know, you flick the joystick to choose whether or not you want it for, yeah, more power-ups, one one hit of shield remaining, etc. You can kind of focus in on Is what you're doing. A little, would it not work just quite as well? Because in those shooters, if they're on rails, you're not going at your own pace, so like <laughs> if you put 35 guys on the screen in Super Mario Brothers, you could deal with it. 35 guys on the screen in Gradius, you're, you're toast. You know, you can't get around it. Maybe well, that, that's to... why it's usually it's not. It, it's usually every chain of enemies you kill usually sends something. So, over. so you got to kill like five guys. I'll send like maybe one. Right, over. exactly. Yeah. Okay, you, that's you, fair. you would have you to, to balance it a bit. You would definitely have to balance it a bit, especially yeah. with a ton of players to not, yeah, not completely make it unplayable. Okay, so yeah, I think that that's that's the one for me. Um, other uh, ones, I hey, I, we just brought it up. <clears throat> How about do it with Doom? Yeah, that would be that would be outstanding would for be a, a first-person shooter like that. That would be quick too. <laughs> that would be very. Fast. So you all start at the same level. <clears throat> you pick a level, and then you whatever you shoot, that enemy. Ooh, I, now I want to see that. That would be incredible. A game like that, because then it's more risk reward. Hey, I'm going to go for the uh, what's the spider guy with the, with the chain gun. I'm going to go try to kill him. Was so someone if that pops up somewhere else, they're going to shred that guy. But it's risky to try to kill him. You know. For a first-person shooter, I think that could be a lot more risk-reward than even Super Mario Brothers sure. for a game like that. Well, I'm salivating at, at that intermittent fasting. I, I want I want that done officially. You hear that, Id? I want that done. I'm wearing, wearing. I'm not wearing a sweatshirt this time, but if I was, it would give me more more power and weight behind those words. Um, I think Ninja Gaiden would be fantastic to do it, or Contra, or you know, action platformer. Oh, Contra would be a lot of fun to do. In that Mario thirty five sort of way, you already have yeah. the power up system. Mm-hmm. You can so you can you can uh, do a random thing. Maybe you get the spray gun, maybe you get the laser, you, you, and it, you, it's manageable because it's go at your own pace. Unlike a shooter, so like yeah, if you just throw fifty guys at, on the screen, you can fend them off in contra without moving forward. You could do it. Yeah. It'll be get tougher, but you could try. Yeah, stand your ground. I'll send the big the big guy throwing the frisbees at you, the big neon boss, you know, from, mm-hmm. from the energy field at you. See how you deal with them. That would be interesting. I want to see that too. Let's let's get that done. Ninja Gaiden would be interesting because you can easily get overwhelmed in Ninja Gaiden versus Contra, even by standard enemies. Oh yeah, that freaking that creepy witch or whatever throwing the crosses at you. Yeah, I hate that thing. <clears throat> you get three on one screen, you're dead. Like you're done. Yeah, <laughs> you're done. You get knocked back considerably. I think you would have to Ninja Guy would almost you would almost have to get rid of all the chasms and pitfalls, or else it wouldn't be playable. You can you, there's a way to do it. You have to really alter the stages. Contra you don't have to as much. There's a lot less pitfalls in Contra than Ninja Guy. I think to deal with. I think you'd be in better shape uh, there. Um, w- w- does a driving game make sense to do it with? 
I was trying to actually think of how you would do that. I mean, Mario Kart is you're basically that's Royale anyway. When you think about it, uh, you could do like a time attack one, but I don't know how you would. You know, you could shave people off as they miss time as as they miss uh, checkpoints. But I'm trying to figure out. I, I haven't thought of a good way to make it make your run interact with someone else's run. That's what I haven't figured out. What are you going to do? Send over oil slicks? I, I don't know. Oh, I was looking at Spy Hunter. Yeah, so Spy Hunter, <laughs> it, it, has, it has to be action-oriented. Yes. I think it has to be, like, not a finish line. It does. Line. It has yeah. to be you will die. So Spy Hunter, yeah, you know, if I, if I run a, a um, bulletproof bully off the road, he shows up. Tire Slasher, he shows up. Yeah, that would be that fun. would get That would get frenzied pretty quickly. But there's almost not enough. It would, it would be too quick, though. You'd have to find you'd have to find that perfect balance. Uh, I think I think a game like like you can say like a shooter, you can do it properly if you do it. A game like Contra, you have to have power ups, reasonable a reasonable amount of defense, and I guess if you want to say one hit kills makes it better, Ninja Gaiden is not one hit kill, so it, you would still get worn down pretty freaking quickly though, Ninja Gaiden. Yeah. Time for some voice messages. Anchor.fm slash the CU podcast, and try try to keep it brief. Fifteen twenty seconds is my sweet spot. You don't have to say love you love the show. You have to say first time, long time. Just you can just say, "Hey, my name is my name is Jim. I want to, I want to talk about the CDI. Here's my question, and that's it. That's it. All right. So the first one here is from uh, Hop Stop. Hey Pat, hey Ian, it's uh, Travian again. And my question this time is, what's your favorite game on your least favorite console? Jesus. And what's your least favorite game? On your favorite console. All right, that's is that one we're prepared for. Uh, What's your least favorite console? Let's start there. Least favorite console would be on sixty four. Let's just say that. Okay, that's easier. Then what's your favorite game? On this Snowboard game? Kids or Snowboard Kids Two? I really like the Snowboard Kids games. That's actually pretty easy. That's an easy question for me. I don't like the N sixty four, but there are some games on there that I really like. Um, Pokemon Snap or the Snowboard Kids series would probably be uh, my answer for that easily. Now, my favorite system. Let's just say PC Engine and not get into the debate over PC Engine and Game Boy. Uh, least favorite game on the PC Engine. <clears throat> hmm. I'll get back, get back. Yeah, get back to me on that. All right. So I'll start. With, okay. What's my favorite console? The NES gun to my head. What's my least favorite game on the NES? Now, I'm trying to think of the worst games aren't my least favorite games. So, like, Uncanny X-Men is not my least favorite game. I get a weird joy out of playing that awful game somehow. So, like, it appeals to me. So that doesn't count. <laughs> no. It doesn't count. Or, like, Action 52, you kind of like, oh, this, look how horribly this is done. I, I, I'm going to say, where's Waldo? You can't make that game fun. It's not so bad, it's bad. It's just so bad. Or it's not so bad, it's good. It's just so bad, it's horrible. Where's Waldo? Yeah. Half star, according to a certain guy guidebook, and it's lucky he got a half star. It's lucky you got a half star. Man, I wish Where's Waldo was on the PC Engine, so because I could that would be a, that <laughs> well, would be a very easy the graphics would be you could actually see where he yeah. was <laughs> on that with the 16-bit graphics oh, on there. That hurt. I, someone made me play that over the marathon, and because you don't even see it doesn't see. help that uh, the colors are kind of washed out on that monitor that we used, and oh. I'm colorblind. Oh, Trying yeah. to find Waldo was just like my I'm in pain just thinking about. But it. like even when you uh, see, oh, that could be Waldo. Like you're still guessing. Oh, there's like I can almost make out a stripe and a hat. It's like impossible to see. <laughs> it's impossible. The sequel is a lot better. 
because like you can see stuff. Yeah. Now they figure that out a few years later. Fucking Waldo. How did that, how did that become a thing? When we still went to bookstores. Remember bookstores? Waldo. What was it? Ninety. 8990, Where's Waldo? I mean, I had collector cards that used to come with the cereal. Oh, collector, where's Waldo? And you get the weird face case. Creepy-ass Waldo. Sorry. What's the other one? Um, favorite game on my least favorite system? What would you think my least favorite system is? I'm trying to think what my least favorite system would be. I'm going to be funny and say Genesis. That's not my least favorite, but... Uh, I'm try- What's my least favorite system? Vectrex? I like the Vectrex. Yeah, I don't know what your least favorite system is. Um... In television, I, I've not played a huge amount in television. RCA Studio Two. What's my favorite game on the RCA Studio Two? There you go. What's my favorite game on the RCA Studio Two? This is not going to work out well for people listening because I'll just pick out a random ass game. Like I don't know, baseball is great. It's hard, it's hard for me to think of that. I will. Yeah, uh, I, I've got. So I've got one. I'll go with. Um, so we actually had the opposite. Right. I'll go with Toilet Kids on the um, on the uh, PC Engine. It's a fucking awful game. Um, I bought it. I got yeah, it. I, it. I got it for cheap. Um, it's not a cheap game. I got it for like forty bucks through work years and years and years and years ago. I think it's like two hundred something now. I do not recommend spending two hundred dollars on Toilet Kid. Is it really that much? I, think I bought it when it was like sixty or seventy. Bucks. I th- yeah, I think it's like two hundred now or why? Because it's fucking called Toilet Kids. And there's poop on the cover. And there's poop on the cover. In the intro, uh, is a little boy who walks into a bathroom, pulls his pants down, sits on the oh. toilet, and water launches him up into the air, and then the game begins. It's a funny beginning for a game. I think I own it. It's going for a 160 buy it now. Unfortunately, it plays like shit. It's one of those games where, like, I think I have. no I think, pun intended. I think it's next to Batman. It's the left of Batman. I'm pretty sure that's it. Where's Batman. Uh, to the right of the gold one, yeah, it's it's, it's one of those two. It's, yeah, to the left, Hugh Cart, left of Batman. It's one of yeah, it's either that or the one next no, to it. That's a two. Anyways, doesn't matter. Shitty game. Um, the problem is enemies are just bullet sponges. Oh, okay. Like they take fucking. You just like you just sit there and mash and mash and mash and uh, the enemies take forever to kill and it's hard. It's impossible to get anywhere. Yeah, it just it sucks. I, it's one of like Gradius. You're on your power <clears throat> pea shooter. It takes like seven hits to look, hit some of those enemies. I I, I have said, and I, I've, I've been very vocal about it, I am not a fan of the Gradius series, but Gradius, granted, this is a... Toilet Kids is a vertical, <laughs> is a vertical uh, scroller, and Gradius is a horizontal, but it makes Gradius look like fucking fine art. And I, I generally do not like the Gradius games. I don't think you have it. It's, it's mainly in the top right shelf. That's, I definitely have it. That's one of the few games I actually was looking for. Oh, okay. Uh, if if not now, it'll be crazy and buy it. Plus, the pool looks like cupcakes when it's holding it when it's holding it on the screen there. Look, I feel like there there definitely could have been an amusing game there. Uh, they just had to make it even well, remotely it, playable. Ma- yeah, make a good game first. Yeah. Now throw the poo on top. Right. <laughs> Start with a good game. It could have been the best game on the system, but instead, it's the worst. Make it a cute em up, but it's a poo em up. Poo em up. There you go. Poop em up. Yeah, I couldn't think of one. Sorry, I was trying to think. I was really trying to think of a best game on a least favorite system, and I really can't think of it because. There's not a lot of best games for me on, on least favorite systems. If you want to say Atari's not my least favorite system, I love I love Keystone Capers. Keystone Capers. I was coming to Keystone Capers. All right, what's next here? Hi, Pat and Ian. Uh, this is Gary from South Jersey. Do you guys ever Jersey. think that uh, video game prices will ever drop to where the low point uh, that it was in like the 90s, or do you think it'll always have some kind of value? 
No, I don't think they'll ever hit the the low point of of the nineties. And well, I mean, when, when you say nineties, yeah, I think you mean like old NES. There is always going to be a lowest point for games, and as I've talked about working at the store, I think it's usually um, one generation past uh, is where games are at their lowest point. So when um, like the PS5 and the you know the Xbox Series X are out now. I think PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 games are probably at their lowest value. You, the, the you don't think they'll ever be lower than that? Twenty five years. From I mean, now? maybe. I, I'm talking about something that we're realistically going to see. <clears throat> I mean, they I might mean, be lower than that. I, I I think that video games in general are valued more now than they were in the 90s. So no, not every game is going to be worth something. Um, but I don't think... I'm just using a general scale. I don't think video games are going to be worthless, no. But he didn't ask that. He said, well, the prices go back down. I mean, they'll go back down at some point, but I don't think they're ever going to re... I, I don't think anything that was at a low point in the 90s is ever going to necessarily re-hit that super low point. Not entirely. Wait, he, did he say 90s? What did he say? What was his verbiage? Uh, he said... Um, he said 90s. Well, 90s still... NES games were still new. So, like, even used... So, I'm going to just say yes. The, the prices will go back down. Oh, does he mean new games? In, like, the 90s? Or do you think it'll always have some kind of value? Do you guys ever think that uh, video game prices will ever drop to where the low point... I think uh, he's talking was- used. But the, the but the used games weren't a low point in the nineties. Uh, for for like Atari games were worth more money in the nineties. Yeah, all but stuff on- like NES was dime a dozen. Um, not according to Funko Land. There's there's used games for twenty five bucks, forty bucks. Bonks was ex- expensive. I mean, let's put it this way: in twenty years, NES games cards will not be worth as much as they are now. I will stake st- almost anything on that. Twenty years from now, those games will not be worth as much on average. The average. I'm just talking about the average. No, average of course. Price. I just don't know that the they'll average ever hit get... their lowest point again. Model trains, dude. Model trains. Well, yeah. There's always a... Your kids won't won't care about the NES games, and their kids won't care. Even They'll care even less. It'll just keep slipping down, down away. Uh, next here. Uh... Hey, guys. Alex from Wisconsin here. Um, wondering, with the amount of lawsuits abroad in places like France against things like microtransactions... Do you feel like um, we will see anything similar to that in the States? Because there are series like Madden, whose creators have bemoaned the rise of microtransactions, ruining the game. It'll be tougher because we have all of these 50 states here. Um, that it's a little more cumbersome. I think it can. I think. Is there enough political will or people care enough for federal law to be put in place to go after this? Like, Is that really on the totem pole? I don't think like anything that? will happen because capitalism. Well, it's happening in Europe, though. They're... they're Less capitalistic than we are. Okay, I th- I think there's enough political will to do it here. Hey, Pat and Ian, please tell us the story of how you met each other and how Pat convinced Ian to partake in his videos. Thanks. How do we meet Ian? You showed up at the store. It was a sunny, sunny July 2008 day. You know, perhaps better than I do. <laughs> it was it was sunny. Uh, there was no sun inside. Uh, the sun always shines on TV. It was probably a Thursday. Probably a Thursday. Um, Day before I w- would have saw uh, Zack Snyder's Watchmen uh, trailer at Comic-Con. Oh, that was it. It was Comic-Con. Yeah, yeah of course. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't know how he talked me into the videos, though. 
Well, you you were pretending to be. I guess you wanted to be friendly and yeah. I said sure, and we did it. You had fun doing Caltron. It was all right. Yeah, that one was pretty good. So, it was easy it took, to sit. Took us like two and a half hours to do that before yes. opening, right? Yeah, it did. <laughs> it sure did. <laughs> um, that's it. Okay, that's how I convinced Ian. Well, we, we, we went to a swap meet. You together. did not go through these questions this time, did you? No, I, I went through them. Why? What are you saying that? I don't have a lot of interesting answers hey, for these so far. This is Cliff Conway, longtime fan of you guys. I met you both three or four times at the SoCal Retro Gaming Expo. My question to you is, what do you guys think of the LA area, specifically Pasadena, where 2019's expo was? Thanks, guys. Bye. Is he is he on the Pasadena local tourism board? I like Pasadena. I I did too. Uh, it's it's cut. I don't consider that L.A. It's cut off from L.A. It's like its own little enclave. It's like boxed in. It's a great little community. It's like upper middle class. Um, I like I like Pasadena a lot. I used to always say L.A. is fine if you get there after sunsets and you get out before sunrises. Um, but I don't. I I I'm not. I I have not ever considered myself a big fan of the Los Angeles area. I don't like it. Um, after a few recent trips up there with Vani and, you know, uh, friends, you know, in the past couple of years, my opinions on LA have grown. I, I like it more than I did, but it's still not my favorite city. Uh, I would never choose to live there. As far as Pasadena specifically, I really liked the location of the SoCal Retro Gaming Expo in 20... Uh, that was 2018. Oh, no, 2019. 2019. Yeah, 2019. Yeah, it was great. Um, it was really Three nice. Years ago. Um, yeah, just... It was uh, that little downtown little commerce area. was nice. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I it, it's weird to say, be like, oh, I enjoyed the shopping and commercial district, but that's, I mean, that's where they put you for these things, and um, you know, that's, oh, nice. that's generally where you're stuck for the conventions, and it was a nice area. Nice there, neighborhoods. There's nice. some good restaurants and nice stuff in the area. Yeah. yeah. I, I, there's a really good French if, bakery there. If I had to live in LA, I, I'd live in Pasadena commuting. Whatever, yeah. A half hour. So, yeah, I thought, I thought Pasadena was pretty cool. Hey, Pat and Ian. This is Sebastian from Alabama. I'm a huge fan of the show, and I was just wondering what your thoughts were on COVID affecting the prices of slightly older games like the GameCube and Wii era, where games like Wii Sports even tripling or quadrupling in value almost overnight. Do you think that these prices are here to stay, or do you think that they are going to go back down eventually? I don't think prices are here to stay. Not here to stay, but I don't think they're going to drop nearly as quick as people want them to. Um, Who wants them to? consumers oh. want them to uh, because people are paying 20 bucks for uh, copies of Wii Sports uh, 25 bucks for copies of Wii Sports Resort and I've had people tell me when they buy them that that's cheaper than what they're going for on uh, places like Craigslist Wow! Um, wow! Yeah, I mean, did people is... really just rediscover video games because of COVID. A lot of people, they're yes. like, yes. Wow. I mean, that, that's that's exactly it. I mean, these are conversations that I have over and over every single day. Um, you know, after the first couple months, it seemed like, well, it might have been anything that people could do was, you know, seeing a boom. But there are, I'm sure I've seen some articles on it. But you talk to people in the video game industry, um, it is, it, it's not, it's not video games and all forms of entertainment it really is specifically video games are seeing a resurgence right now because that's what uh people think to to, to do and yeah for i i uh I, i've talked about how 360 ps3 and wii remotes are basically impossible to keep in stock right now and every day 
Every day, I get multiple calls for all three. What does a Wemo go for? 30 to 35 at this point. Used? Yeah. Oh, my God. They made millions of those. Yeah, but they're nowhere. A hundred, hundred they're, they're absolutely they're fucking... They're in people's closets. Nowhere. Um, well, or, or, well, I think that the thing is, is now they're not so much in people's closets. People are using them. People starting... So, throughout the entirety of the pandemic, people have been rediscovering games. But especially starting in November and December, um, we started to get a lot of calls for those controllers. And my thought has always been, people are digging up their old consoles for times that they would normally spend with their family and they need controllers because people always lose something. And I've had numerous customers verify that that is, in fact, exactly what happened. Nintendo, you're sitting on a gold mine. Get the Wii plant back up and make some Wiimotes. I was bored, so I pulled the 360 up, but I couldn't find a remote. Uh, You know, I was going to go spend holidays with my family, but it's only going to be four of us. I'm taking the Wii, and I have two controllers. And that's... Family, friends, family. It's Friends, family, together. Uh, That is always the story. It's just... um, Oh, nope, lost it. Lost myself. All right, next question. Hey, Pat and Ian, this is Casey, a.k.a. Delish Hot Schmoes on Twitter. What? And my question Hello, is simply this. Um, are, do either of you enjoy musicals? And if so, uh, what are your favorites? And, and what are your least favorites? Uh, I don't have a lot of musical experience. I'm not a musical person. I've seen two or three on Broadway, and I'm just not the guy. It, it's the length. They're like three and a half hours. They forced us to see My Fair Lady in eighth grade, and that was a horrific experience. That went on forever. And it was really for the freaking teachers and the moms of it, because, oh, we want to see Richard Chamberlain. And when you're, like, 14 watching My Fair Lady, you want to shoot yourself. It's the worst thing in the world. Um, but there's good musicals. I'm not saying, like, I'm just not the person. I've seen Mamma Mia for a Valentine's Day day. I think I described in the podcast before. And that was fun. That's a, that's not four hours, though. It's got to be a very specific... Uh, I saw the... Um, what's the one with, with the, 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 the the dirty adult humor one with the Muppets? So, Avenue Q. Yeah, they, they had that up. Uh, they had that in yeah. Newport. I, I, I like them every once in a while. I like them. I enjoy them. Fair. But I'm not I'm not a musical... A purely musical guy, though. It's not me. I'm not huge on musicals, either. I love music, but musicals in general, I'm not a huge fan on the song as exposition <laughs> uh, format. Yeah. Um, that said... Uh, I saw Hairspray in theaters uh, with my ex-girlfriend at the time um, because I really liked the John Waters movie and I thought the the musical adaptation of it was actually pretty fun. So when people are like, do you like musicals? I don't even know if people like that adaptation of it, the movie adaptation, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was fine. Um, And I did see Cats when I was a kid. Uh, my parents. Oh, you did. My my parents took my because I had the my grandmother had the T. S. Eliot's Book of Cats that okay. the musical is based off of, and I remember reading those poems when I was young, and my grandma being like, "Oh, Cats is coming!" And I, oh my god, they made us sing the songs in music class. I can't remember if she like bought the tickets and my parents took us or what, but yeah, my brother, myself, and I went and saw Cats. We got all dressed up and went and saw that the the, the musical performance. Now it's coming back to me. My my crazy. Music teacher in, in Catholic school made us fucking sing the songs from Cats. Why would you do that to kids that are like in second, third, fourth grade? Why would you do that? I always wish I enjoyed musicals more. They seem kind of like a joyful, also, rambunctious thing. But they also make us. She also made us sing Spanish of the Opera because that was big in the late eighties, early nineties. Oh, that was huge. Um, Cons- ads for like five years about. Fucking well, Phantom up, of the Opera at the Pantages Theater in Toronto, well, Ontario. Well, you grew up in New Jersey. Everything's Broadway. So sure. 
Cats, now and forever at the Winter Garden Theater. You grew up in New Jersey, New York. You saw that commercial 70,000 times as a kid. It wasn't forever, by the way. It ended. Was that late 90s it finally ended? Yeah, but I mean, a lot of all... those were forever for all intents and purposes. Yeah, like, yeah. Once, like you, said, once you reach 20 years of, of playing a musical, that's a long time. Phantom forever. of the Opera ran at the Pantages Theater for, I think, five or six years. Like, anyone who wanted to see that saw it multiple times. Made us sing the fucking songs. And not just, and not just the A side, the B side we sang as well. It was really nice. All right, a couple more here. Whoa, now is the CU podcast. Hey, what's up, Uncle Pat? What's up, Uncle Ian? Jay Wills here from London again. Just a quick one. Um, I was... Jay, it's not quick if you sing the whole intro before everybody. <laughs> it's no longer quick. Just let you know, I love you, Jay, but it's not quick anymore. And uh, Mario Game & Watch, the 30th anniversary one. And I was thinking, how am I so shit at this game? I don't know what's going on. Is it getting up in age? What's going on, man? I'm touching 30 now. When I was a kid, I was way better at these games. Opinions and thoughts. Holla at your squalor. All right, Jay. Hi, Jay. Um, hi, Jay. I hope you're well. Um, why are you shit at the Game & Watch? I don't know. I'm better at these games when I was a kid. My maybe my reflexes, I've, I've gotten uh, probably peaked in my 20s. When I was a kid, they were terrible. So I don't know. I, uh, uh, I feel like I'm, I'm better at games now than I, I was. Um, but Vani has been going through that question, uh, and it was uh, humorous. Uh, it was actually that exact thing. Uh, her brother got her the Super Mario Brothers Game & Watch for Christmas, uh -huh. and she was trying to play it the other night, and she's like, she what? Was, she was trying to play the ball or the Super Mario Brothers? Super Mario Brothers. Okay. And she was like, I, how did I hit 40? And like now I like she made it to the end, like she made it to 2-4, and she like died, and she's like, I don't know how well, the fuck I used to do this. It's because I think, well, if you if you start playing games that don't require twitchy reflexes, you're playing your Pokemon games, and you're, and, you're, and you're playing your Animal Crossing that are, like, more slow. You might lose it. You gotta, you gotta keep the muscle going. You gotta, yeah, but she's got, like, 500 hours in Splatoon. I mean, that's, that's Twitch. That's twitchy, twitchy Okay, stuff. but that's not life or death. Like, you can't slip up even slightly Super Mario Bros. You're dead. Like, there's less room for error versus... I see what you're saying, but a first-person shooter, there's, there's more room for error. Sure. But I, but I see what you're saying. Uh, a couple more here. Uh, let's see. Hey, Pat, wanted to say I didn't mean to call you out on the fish days thing, so sorry it came across like that. I thought the same thing as you until I had majored in the field. I was trying more for good news and still encouraged since you said you wish they brought it back. You don't have to play this, just felt bad, rubbed you the wrong way. <laughs> it's okay, Brian. It really didn't bother me about uh, the our theology and, and eating fish. I just wish they brought it back, eating fish on Friday. Everyone would be healthier. Just eating fish on every Friday when you're a Catholic. Okay, a couple more. That was short. Hey guys, Chris again. If you could take any pre-existing game or game series and make a spin-off in a different genre, what would it be and why? Mappy Land Racers, Ian? Mm, <laughs> yeah, yeah, why not? Oh, I want to, I want, uh, actually I have an answer to this. Uh, Vocaloids. Uh, Hatsune Miku. What? Vocaloids. I never heard of that. Vocaloids. Hatsune Miku. The girl with the blue hair. You know her. Vocaloids are uh, personifications of voice synthesis software uh, that was at one point in time made by Yamaha. They are huge. You absolutely have seen plenty of Vocaloids, Pat. Uh, the toy? Where are they? No, they're they're literally an advertising persona. 
<clears throat> they English. made a bunch of music games with Vocaloids. I would like to see a Vocaloid game that plays like Hyrule Warriors or Dynasty Warriors. Where was this advertising? Magazines with these people? Are they they're anime characters? Yes. Never seen it in my life, Ian. Being okay. totally honest. And I had a synthesizer. I had a Yamaha. A and one H. All right. Onward. Uh, okay, I'll skip that one. And one more. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I just said it. I, never I answered it. it. Okay, I just never heard of that ever. He's like, I, you definitely did. I'm, I'm like, I'm I haven't. Saying, you've seen Hatsune Miku. There's no way you haven't. She's like a fucking Disney character. She's everywhere. I don't know. What, how do you spell that? Hatsune. M I K U. I. M I K U. Miku. Okay. Have I seen? Oh yeah, the long. Yeah, she has the long yes. weird hair. Okay. Okay. All right. Schoolgirl outfit. She 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 overage. Is she legal? One more. Hey, Pat and Ian, this is Brennan. Last time I asked about Richie Mahjong. Um, this time, everyone knows the NWC. If you were to have your own tournament cart for any special occasion, what three games would you put on it? Doesn't matter the system, Hue card included, no CDs. Um, and what are the parameters, such as the limited amount of time Whoa. to collect 50 coins in Super Mario? I think we did this question like a year and a half ago. We did. Two a years Q&A. ago. I'll think of a new NES one, I'll, and I'll try to think of it another one. We did do a full segment if you want to search for this. My Okay, I'll pick three NES games. I'll try to keep it coin collecting. I'll try to do like coin collecting, a racing, and something. And I'll, I'll get puzzled. There's not many good puzzle games on the NES, but I love Dr. Mario. All right. I'll do uh, Strip Fighter 2, uh, High Leg Fantasy, and uh, one other one. Well, you got to uh, do a Strip Fighter. you gotta, you got to... Depants the girl? What do you want? Uh, first boobs you see. First, first boobs you see? First boobs you but see. But special moves you can see the boobs. You gotta defeat the character. How, on, how, how quick to boobs? How quick to boobs. Okay. Alright, not taking this serious. Okay. No. You're, you're destroying the integrity of the question. I cannot. We already did this and I don't remember. I'll do one. You do it. I'll do one. NES. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be serious. Uh, quickest to destroying uh, the first level boss in Contra. There okay. you go. There's one. You got to get through uh, three laps of whatever race you choose in Excite Bike. I think that'd be exciting yep. for a race one. Uh, and third, uh, what's a good third one? Baseball Stars Home Run Derby. There you go. That's what I'll do. Oh, yeah, that's fun. The most home runs you can get in, in, in using ba- the Babe Ruth knockoff because he half the time, he, you know, on, on the, uh, what the hell is the team? I can't believe I forgot the name of the team. What was what was the All Stars? Uh, I think it was like the All Americans, something like that. Yeah, something like that. His name was Ruth, and, and he batted from the left. It was Babe Ruth. There you go. That's my three. There, I took it seriously, and the integrity is intact for the uh, for the voice messages. What are you looking up? The name of the star? I was trying to look at the name of the team, but I couldn't find. Could it. Have been, I think it was All Americans. It was All Americans. God, I love baseball. Stars. American Dreams. American Dreams. That's How do I forget that? I should be shot. One of my favorite NES games. I forgot it. All right. Well, that's it for for this. Uh, that's it. See you podcast. We got one out of there. Uh, thanks for trolling us, everyone out there. That's doing a game console. You really, you really got one over on us. You really, 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 really affected us. There. He definitely looks like the smart one. You're, you're, you're the guy. You're the guy. And uh, yeah, we'll see you in a week. Uh, Ian's got to. Uh, Ian's got to do some some pot stickers. Pot stickers. Pot stickers. Mushu pork. I'm off to the post office. All right, Vanessa Angel. Uh, I'll slip into your DMs. I'll find out where you are on social media. All right. Have a good one, everyone.